girl that you tried to date But a year to make love, she wanted you to wait Let me tell you a story of my situation I was talking to this girl from the U.S. nation The way that I met her was on tour at a concert She had long hair and a short miniskirt I just got on stage dripping, pouring with sweat I was walking through the crowd, and guess who I met? I whispered in the air, come to the picture booth So I can ask you some questions to see if you're 100 proof I asked her her name, she said blah 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 She had nine pimp pants and a very big bra I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused I said, how do you like the show? She said I was very amused I started throwing bass, she started throwing back mid-range But when I sprung the question, she acted kind of strange Then when I asked, do you have a man? She tried to pretend, she said, no I don't I only have a friend I've been going for it. It's what I'm going to say. You, you got what I need. But you say. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting, sitting across from me, Eman Bates. The PIP, that is me, and we are back for episode 93. It rhymed today. <laughs> <laughs> that was an easy one for you. <laughs> that was a gimme. <laughs> um, well, anyways, that was just a friend uh, that I started the podcast off with by Biz because unfortunately, um, just a couple days ago, he passed away due to complications of diabetes he's been uh, battling with that for pretty much his whole adult life um and i was actually going to start it off with one of the lesser known songs because everybody knows just a friend you know it's like one of the biggest songs ever um i think every women kids you know grandmas everybody knows that song um but so i was going to start it off with one of his lesser known songs he's got this song with cut chemist um the dj from jurassic five that i really like a lot but after watching this little clip that Talib Kweli posted, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start it with Just a Friend because he was like, that song like embodied and encapsulated everything that Bismarck he was. He would sing like no one was listening, dance like no one was watching. He was just this big, goofy, um, you know, larger-than-life personality. And, and so after I watched that little story, because he was doing it, it was like at a show that he did live like right after he found out. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to play it for that just to let Biz sing it out a little bit one more time. So... But uh, yeah, so that's why I started that off, and um, today we have a guest in the studio that I'm super excited about. not really about. a guest anymore. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's <laughs> been to the show, guess. he's been Come on here now. a couple times, we, phone we've calls. We've called him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's been here, <laughs> he's a guest. Um, we know him as Paris, you might know him as Deontay Visible, um, and also one of the band members of Speak Mahogany as well. Um, we got two projects to discuss with you today, bro. So, welcome back on the show. Thank you, thank you for having me. I'm gra- I'm grateful to be back. You know, hell yeah, man! It's so nice to be able to finally have like guests like sitting with us because it makes the interview so much better when we can actually sit in a room with a person than over the phone. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. But uh, yeah, man, you've been um, busy since the last time we saw you. Got an <laughs> album out with Speak Mahogany. You got um, an EP out yeah. with uh, producer Shinsky. Yeah. Um, I guess we we'll probably start with the newest stuff. Um, and I kind of wanted to see because I'm new to Shinsky as a, a musician, so I kind of wanted to hear um, from you like how that relationship came apart and how how you guys started working. Man, so um, yeah, Shinsky, man. So growing up, or even like, I guess when I was more so establishing myself um, and my voice as as a uh, you know artist or whatever, lyricism mm-hmm. and, and shit like that. You know, um, I was I would listen to uh, Shinsky's beats and in my room, and I <laughs> funny I, I had like 
you know, papers and shit just on the wall. Just don't know why I did it, but, you know, I, I, I could see all my rhymes and shit like that. So I put them on the wall, and I would listen to his beats, um, you know, in repeat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and just listening to his beats, like, it, it gave me something to write to. Um, I was also, like, in that sort of, like, uh, mellow, um, like, chill vibe type hip-hop that kind of progressed from 90s to Nuja Bass to Lo-Fi, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and he was in that era of, like, sort of Nuja Bass and, and like, Suchi, um, uh, Fat John. Uh, he uh, so He's a producer for um, 5Ds. Also, you know, he just makes his own stuff, mm-hmm. makes his own beats and whatnot. And he also made beats for uh, Samurai Champloo. You know? oh, okay. Um, and that's, you know, that's New, awesome. Nuja Bass oh, yeah. the same thing. And that's, you know, I just kind of, I gravitated towards his his style because, um, you know, it's just dope. I love the way they chop um, in Japan. It's it's always different. Like DJ Crush, like, it's just it's just different. Uh-huh. You know? Samurai it's Shampoo is such a legendary anime, but it, just because of the music selection you know, alone, and it was like nobody actual, knew they needed yeah, that, you know, until it was. Like <laughs> the actual show and premise of it is dope, but yeah. the music brought a different element to it for sure. Yeah. So. Right, and it was yeah, that was just just a crazy like yeah, you know, I don't know. It just it was just a crazy like mix of of hip hop and sword fighting, and people mm-hmm. just you know people loved it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I loved it. Honestly, my favorite I, yeah. movies are the ones where like the music like plays a huge role in it. Like, have you ever seen the movie uh, Hannah with uh, uh, Eric Bana? Um, the Chemical Brothers did the whole score of the movie, so like it's this action hmm. movie. But it's so elevated by the score of the movie because it's this fast-paced techno music, like throughout all these crazy <laughs> yeah. fight scenes and shit, and yeah. it makes it so much more fun to watch. It's yeah. kind of like Birdman for me. This, Birdman too, is yeah. the cinematography and the music, yep, like yep. and how it just set up is just mm-hmm. so perfect, like because it's all mm-hmm. one shot and then the right. music kind of just like it was all. It all looks like one big montage of a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I so, love that shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to, I guess to say I would listen. I was listening to him. You know, I put my peoples on him. I was like, yo, he's a dope producer. Um, I thought, I don't know, I thought he was bigger than, <laughs> I thought he was bigger than he was, I, I guess, but, because to me he was, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I, I listen to him all the time. But I just tagged him um, in one of my posts. Um, uh, what's it? Um, the one where I have the Berserk anime. And it's okay. uh, called Sleep More. Uh, I tagged him in that post, and uh, he liked it. And then I was like, oh, you know, cool. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, like a couple months like later or like maybe even a year, like he followed me. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Yep. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so then I reached out. I was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. I've been listening to your stuff, you know, forever. <laughs> I've been writing to it. I've been practicing to it. Uh-huh. You know, what do you think about working together? And he was like, or I was. I asked him like, you know, um, uh, what do you charge? You know, and he was like, "Hey man, um, you're dope. You're a dope MC. Um, I would and I would love to work with you. And I would, you know, he had, he said that you know he would pay me. And I was like, 
Well, I was like, hold on. It was just a flip of the switch. And I was like, oh, man. I was like, bro, come on now. We're just, just going to work. You yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If that's what we all, you know, we're going to work, you know. That's so, awesome, man. I yeah. didn't even know that. That's a great story that that's he gave you really like story. that. Yeah. I started following him after I listened to your project with him. And, man, I enjoy his page because he's always posting those, like, Morning like beat sessions where he's just him on a yeah. beat pad, you know, creating. Yeah. What's his uh? What's yeah. his answer? I think uh, it's just Shinsky, his name. Yeah, Shinsky, Shinsky of the Martian Gang. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because he used to. Uh, he was in a, uh, the Foresight Trio, I believe, or something uh-huh. like that. And then there was Shinsky of the Martian Gang was another group that he was in. I don't know. You you have to look it up, but he has got his catalog of what he's okay. you know done and yeah, stuff I'm like that. Shoot that guy five. I was just gonna say I, I think it sounds awesome on your project too because I think it's. <laughs> I think it's really cool that you have um, Speak Mahogany and your solo shit stands out completely different to me. Like, mm. there's so much instrumentation yeah. and shit for you to rely on in the Speak Mahogany project. Mm-hmm. And I think it's cooler to have these more like downplayed beats that really give your voice the the focal point um, with the Shinsky beats. Um, and yeah, yeah, I really enjoy it. And I, it seems like that's kind of a, a little bit of a wave right now. I don't know if you've listened. Did you have time to listen to Vince Staples' new album? Uh, man, I don't listen to nobody really. <laughs> Which, unless it's like, unless it's like beats, like, yeah. It's just I, I was just gonna. I just brought that up because his whole production on it is way more downplayed and like. It's like a lot of lo-fi. Mm. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. And, That's uh, cool. Kenny like, Beats did the whole project. Which I, is, I mean, and I only say I don't listen to anybody because like I'm in a I'm in a constant state of like creating. So I just right. try to keep myself like in my lane and do my thing and then I hear some beats that I like and I'm like oh man I'm gonna play that on repeat mm-hmm. you know or something like that or or even like just like some pop music or uh <laughs> yeah no, I don't I, know if you guys seen the the comedy special uh inside by by Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham? Yeah. yeah I just saw so I saw I the first half them of it songs, I man, them songs yeah dude yeah. <laughs> they are they are they are you know they're bops dude that's all I've been I, watching lately is I, I kind of want shit. a music mm. tour from Burnham uh, <laughs> I mean yeah. I'm sure he will once his, everything's trying to be back open yeah, and outside we'll and see everything. we'll see you know we'll see what he's doing yeah know. right no, I, I know a lot of people that are like that, though, because a lot of people say that, you know, they don't want to listen to music. I mean, Ian's even said that to me before, like in this certain genre, especially the genre that you create in, yeah. um, because you don't want to, you know, subconsciously, you know, take kinda, pieces from other music. Or, you style. know what I mean? Yeah. And that yeah. happens. Yeah, they talk about yeah. it in comedy all the fucking time, people yeah. stealing jokes and shit like that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, I think um, this was before Louis C.K. got in all of this trouble and everything, but he talked about, he actually had an episode of his TV show. I, I, his show was fucking phenomenal. It was so good. Mm. But um, he had an episode on there where he confronted a situation that happened in real life where he, because he um, called out Dane Cook for stealing his jokes oh, early in yeah. their careers. Oh. And they had a whole episode, because it's a strip, scripted sitcom, but they had a whole episode where um, they run into each other at a show and they have, like they hash it out, right? They talk everything about that. And he's like, I'm not saying that you stole my jokes. I'm saying you might have been in the crowd and subconsciously leaked into your brain and maybe yeah. you thought you did write it. Yeah. <laughs> then it was like an incident, right. like say like a, like a Carlos Mencia. Yeah, who, that was a whole different level. Like, yeah, that was like yeah. straight up stealing shit. And he was just actually... Uh, I listen to a lot of comedy podcasts, and one of my favorite ones is called Tiger Belly. It's Bobby Lee. I don't know if you guys remember Bobby Lee. He's yeah. an Asian dude. He used to be on Mad TV? TV back in yeah. the day. Mm. Um, but him and his girlfriend, Kalila, have a podcast called Tiger Belly. And he was kind of involved in the whole joke thing with when it, Joe Rogan called out Carlos Mencia because Bobby was around the comedy store and all that, and that happened. And they had Carlos Mencia on the podcast recently, and it was so awkward, dude. It was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, like. Man. 
This is like 20 years later now, and he's still like kind of like dancing around it and not owning up to it oh. and like trying to like. It was really he was contradicting himself a lot in the podcast. I thought he so actually did like a stand, he did a stand up thing like re- somewhat I mean, he recently. He still has a decent career. Yeah. I mean, he's not like finished, finished, no. but just to the level that he was at. You <laughs> yeah, know he's I mean? not he fucking... he's not getting his own TV show. No, yeah, soon, definitely but, not. Yeah. And uh, I heard that he stole a lot of premises uh, from the TV show, like from other comedies or like a lot of the sketches. I heard of those came from other people and shit too. So, but who knows? But anyways, mm-hmm. I digress. Back to uh, music talk. <laughs> <laughs> um, or are we getting to beer talk? Yeah, no, I guess we can. Let's uh, pause it up and get to the beer just so we can have a little something to sip on before we get back into this. Because I definitely want to talk Speak Mahogany a little too. Yup, we got to talk about that Mime Project. Uh, yep, yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't. You know, that's, that's true. Um, we haven't talked about that. But yeah, so there's a kind of a cool story behind this beer that E-Man brought for us today. So I'll not let really him uh, talk about it. Well, not a cool not story. Really That's cool a, story. kind of a weird, weird it's really word sad. for it. Sad story, but it's it's, it's cool sad. that this came out. I um, hate doing this. I really hate bringing sad news on this pod. Man. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess it has like a silver lining because uh, the people who did it were you know uh, brought to justice. I right. Say. Uh, well, you know, I don't know if there's any justice for. Like true justice. No, not sure, true justice. <laughs> anyway, so uh, from Arbor Brewing, we have the uh, a girl named Egypt beer, and if you guys are familiar with the Egypt Covington story, she was a singer, and I believe, like, I believe she's like a bartender or bartender or something like that by like trade, but she was like a singer made to American Idol. Uh, she's actually dealt with a lot of people in the studio we're at right now. Uh, yeah, shout out Nick, our old engineer. Yeah. He's friends with her. Yeah, man. Uh, so she was found uh, dead, actually, in her apartment in Belleville, uh, shot to death execution style. Mm-hmm. I tied over Christmas light. I don't like hate bringing this up because I don't hate like affecting the energy of this, but mm-hmm. you know it's something that happened. So as of I guess they re-released it. Came out originally in 2017 with the beer. Oh, I didn't know that. And I'll, I'll read off the little blurb they have here about it. Uh, Girl Named Egypt is a double white IPA, and it was brewed in the memory of Egypt Covington as a tribute to her love and passion for life. Developed in collaboration with her friends and family, it includes some of her favorites. Elderflower, passion fruit, and mango. A smile will light, Her smile will light up a room, and we hope that this beer does the same for you. Please enjoy with friends. Hey, you guys are here. <laughs> love, loved ones and strangers alike. Spread her kindness share her message and raise a glass to a girl named Egypt. Mm, cheers. Yeah, that's really cheers, cool. So, so we're going to try this one out and since we're already on the sad somber news and we had a there, full packed episode people, last week. Real quick before you get into that, yeah, the people ahead. who did uh who were convi- like arrested in a murder and stuff like that back in cuz this happened in 2017. So this article from the Detroit News came out March 25th of 2021. Uh, judge ordered three men Thursday to stand trial in the slaying of Van, Bur- Van Buren Township resident Egypt Covington. Uh, so they still try. It was three, yeah. Uh, two Toledo men and. Yeah, it says two Toledo men. I'm not going to say the guy's name. Oh, that's weird. Okay, so it was a typo on their end. It's they're giving three names, but it said two Toledo men. So I'm saying I guess it's three guys here. Uh, 134, 131, and 128 mm. were accused of the murder. So hmm. yeah, uh, they will be arraigned April first. Okay, so there's updates on this. So 
April 1st. Yeah. Neil, if you want to get into your story real quick while I pull the rest of this up. And, okay, I, yeah. I think you did forget to mention that they just found the killers. They right? did. They did. They just uh, found them. So, yeah, that was March 25th when this article came out. And so then in May. went out May, for justice to yeah. be served, hopefully. So, yeah. You know. So, they stood trial April 1st. I will look I mean, up the outcome this of that. justice system, but, you know. Hopefully it's, it's, it's sad, man. Hopefully they'll do their thing, you know. Yeah, and um, the story that I was going to bring up, which is also crazy, and it kind of is correlated um, locally here, too. Um, so there is a 24-year-old goalie for the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, on 4th of July, they were having a celebration at Manny Legacy's uh, house, which is in Novi, Michigan. Manny Legacy used to play for the Red Wings, and he's now retired, and he coaches the Columbus Blue Jackets. And their goalie, um, I'm, I'm going to butcher his name, I'm sorry. It's Mattis Kivlenix, um, I believe is how you pronounce it. Um, I guess he was actually, he died, there. his wife is saying he died a hero. I guess a firework thing, like, had tipped over, and he kind of, like, had gotten in the way to save other people and got hit and killed by it, which is fucking crazy. Um, he was only 24 years old, so that's really sad. And then the other news, which is, I don't know all the details of this story, but it sounds kind of nuts. Um, with, with the assassination of the president of Haiti, um, not the, talking this. To, this is outside our pay grade. Yeah, totally. I, <laughs> I, 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 and, yeah, so, and I'm not even going to get digged in. I don't want the uh, the feds at my door. <laughs> I mean, we already got <laughs> labels. There's like, there's to like us all these shit. like stipul like, like people think it's like an like an inside job. Some people think the U.S. was involved. So I don't even know. I'm not going to say shit. <laughs> Other than it's a super crazy story, like how does the president? I want to acknowledge it, and his and his wife, I believe too. How does he get killed in his own home? You know, when yeah. you're the president of Haiti, like think about like that... Barack getting killed in his own home. Like no way would that happen. Like oh, no man. fucking way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's super crazy. So rest in peace to all those people. Um, we don't want to make this was, super uh, sad. I don't have any updates, by the way. Every article I'm seeing is from the March 25th. Time yeah. Frame. So I'm I'm gonna assume maybe it was like a COVID thing why I got pushed back for now. So right. as soon as I hear an update about the status of the guys and uh, yeah. convicted or not convicted on trial, uh, we'll get back to you on that. Yeah, absolutely. So. And uh, and then with death comes life. Uh, so we definitely want to celebrate some more life, and we're gonna play some music from some of these artists as we sip and try out the beer. Um, Harrison Ford turned 79 last week. Fucking Indiana Jones is getting old. I cannot believe they're making another movie with him right now when he's 79 years old. Oh, like, wow. that shit's crazy, yo. I think they said that uh, like the first day of filming, he like broke his leg or his arm or some shit like that. Oh, like, yeah, <laughs> I heard about like, that. Like, this is not good, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a perfect episode for Paris to be on because um, he's one of his favorite artists, celebrated a birthday, and we also have to say RIP to him as well. But MF Doom turned 50 a couple days ago. Um Will Ferrell yep. turned 54. Uh, Martha Reeves from Martha and the Vandals turned 80, which is fucking nuts that now these like older uh, artists that I grew up listening to that my parents always had on the house are like getting this old. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> um, most importantly, I want to say happy birthday to my mother. My mom's hey, birthday is today. Birthday. Mama Richter. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Richard Branson, who, uh, you know, the owner of Virgin Records, and, you know, I think he just was, went to space, didn't he? Like, he was the one that just went to space before sorry, Bezos. What? Yeah, you didn't hear about that? <laughs> no. Yeah, he just launched <laughs> space. Dude, you, you haven't heard about the whole, like, space I tourism know, thing that's Bef about oh, to fucking I know that's take happening. Wait, I didn't know what? that person went, though. Yeah, explain. So, hold on. Can so I Jeff, yeah, so I'll expand on this for a second. Like, so Jeff Bezos had planned on <laughs> going to space with his brother. Of course. And okay. then now all the billionaire <laughs> moguls want to do it. And Richard Branson, who owns Virgin, um, did it 
he pushed his up so he could beat Bezos. So Richard Branson was the first one to wow. do it now. So there's and a freaking billionaire space race. Are yep. And, now, me? and they're charging people You're now. So listen, me. here's the thing that they're going to do. It's going to be a 90-minute <laughs> trip. You go into space and back. That's pretty much all it is. You're just getting to the tip of space or the beginning of space, I guess, and then coming back. And it's $250,000 a ticket. Quarter mil, baby. <laughs> Quarter mil. Guess what? We know one day, That's in the wild. words of Dave Chappelle, M A R S. Mark, <laughs> bitches. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's definitely that's a thing that's now. Yeah, super crazy. Um, and then Jack Irons, who was the original um, drummer from the Chili Peppers when they first started, he turned 59. Mm. Uh, Brock Lesnar turned 44. The F5, baby. Yep. I can't believe he's 44 because I thought he was like still like in wrestling and shit. It's like, how I mean, are these guys in their 40s still well, doing Brock their shit? Brock Lesnar, he was he was a football player. He played for the Vikings for a minute. And did they he really? got cut. I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, and Rock did too. Rock oh, played well, I knew for the Rock. Yeah, I knew that. No, Brock Lesnar played for the Vikings or some shit like oh, that. Oh, shit. Got I didn't cut know that. Like 2000, probably like 2000. He's like gone right? back and forth between UFC and fucking MMA. wrestling ever since. Or <laughs> MMA and yeah, yeah. Uh, yep. WWE. And then uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, um, who uh, you might know as what? Professor X. <laughs> And Picard, or, yeah, and Captain Picard, yeah, for sure. He's he's getting up there now. He's always looked this old to me, but he's now eighty-one. <laughs> I feel like he's been eighty-one for the last forty-five. It's like years. him and Morgan yeah. Freeman, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, my dad's uh, celebrity crush, Linda Ronstadt, she turned seventy-five. Uh, Ken Jong from you know all the Hangover movies and all that. Um, he turned and 52. the Mass Singer and the Mass Singer. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, <laughs> Topher Grace from that '70s show is forty-three now, which makes me feel a little bit old. Um, and more famously for Spider-Man 3. True. <laughs> uh, he's definitely more I'm, famous I'm for fucking <laughs> with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Michelle Rodriguez, also from Fast and the Furious. Um, she also turned 43. Corey Feldman is now fucking 50. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, really? Wow. Um, wow. Kevin Abstract turned 25. Jim Jones, who's about to be in the versus battle here, coming up on the third. That's gonna uh, be a topic. Turn forty-five. Oh yeah, we're definitely gotta talk about that. And then Darrell Revis, um, Revis Island, baby. <laughs> yeah, E-Man's favorite over here. <laughs> He's still only thirty-six. I can't believe Revis is only two <laughs> years older than me. Like I thought he was fucking thirty-six <laughs> ten years ago. So that's crazy. So um, as we try out the beers, I'm gonna my play favorite, a one of my bit favorite of music. Jets of all time. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Actually, I'll let um, Paris pick the Doom song we play. Mm. Hmm. Uh man, well my favorite song I gotta say is Gas Draws. Um out of out of all of them. But that Gas Draws, hmm. You want me to go with that one? Hmm. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, go with right. that. Here's all a little right. bit of Gas Draws out of MF Doom, rest in peace and happy birthday. Uh you are definitely missed. Cheers. Cheers. And RIP Cheers. to uh, Cheers. Covington. Well wishes for our families. Hopefully the justice comes soon. Yep, that's for sure. Right. Operation Doomsday. By the way, I reel on bad dreams, back up screams in 50s, fear for mad schemes that heat shop like Jiffy. In an instant, get smoked like Winston cigarettes. Holes get ripped off like Nicorette. In real life, the real tripe scene might snatch your life like a salt machine. Rifle, dead up, set up like bullfight. Be blooded how will I cut white or in full flight? Unemotional, call me antisocial. On the run off the gun, death tally commercial. Death Valley is like rehearsal to the streets, to my peeps. G 
M, M F on the beat, rhymes. It's chosen like the weapons of war. So keep from stepping on my floor or delivery front door. I bring it to y'all motherfuckers, master yours, my disaster cause. Hell and gas drawers. The super villain cooler of, than a million. Uh, I'll be chilling the vandals. I'll let this rock out if we didn't like worry about getting flagged. <laughs> People are paying attention now. There's a little dancing in the streets by Ooh. Martha Reeves and the Vandals. Seem like you've, you've, you just read something. Yeah, I was actually <laughs> reading more about the Egypt Covington story, man. So the, the two people that went in, apparently it was over, they were trying to steal weed. They were trying to steal weed? Yeah. From her? That, yeah, I guess. Prosecutors played a police interview where Evans said he uh, he led the other two to Covington's duplex. So that was the one guy, I guess, was the lookout and the other two that went in that so apartment. So it was planned. Yeah. Yeah. And told the neighbor okay. that he had mar- that she had marijuana that would be easy to steal. Jesus, easy to steal. Wow. Over fucking <laughs> weed, bro. Yeah, I mean, it's terrible. I can't imagine. It's the Wait, they way, did all the that. Reason, like originally when it, that article was coming out, like they said it was supposed to be, it was like her boyfriend or something, like an ex-boyfriend or something like that. But okay, yeah, okay. that's originally what the article came out. I mean, like, that would make the most happened. sense for it to be that gruesome. But then this was, this was over some petty theft shit. It sounds like mm-hmm. that's crazy. So that's even fucking sadder. That's that that yeah, that that crazy. Um, but so they knew, she, they knew who she was, right? Yeah. That's wow. I, th- I believe so. That's yeah. interesting. It's that's very crazy. interesting. Um, so Jack Irons didn't play on too much of the Chili Pepper stuff, but he was certainly on their um, 1985 album Freaky Styley, which is crazy to think that. Peppers have been making music that long now. Um, here's a little bit of that. Favorite crush as a kid? She was pretty good looking. I have a whole uh, vinyl of hers. And I'm like, damn. All right. <laughs> See what you're talking about, Dad? Since I left my baby behind blue 
really, I be looking at a lot of old people like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I see some old pictures, I be like, man. You know, yeah, right. He was looking, you know, he was looking good back in the day. <laughs> Nothing against you now, but, you know. He was <laughs> but, yeah. She's got this song with Aaron Neville um, from back in the day. I don't know much that always makes me think of my dad because he used to always, because Aaron Neville's got that hilarious sounding voice and my dad used to always do an impression of him singing in the car and that shit just cracked me up. Um, <laughs> but here is a little bit of Brockhampton uh, out of, for Kevin Abstract's birthday. Oh yeah, by the way, Peach Baby went up gold, so he just got his first gold plaque, by the way, solo. Nice, oh yeah. Or Arizona, was it Arizona Baby or Arizona Peach Baby, something like that? Huh, tight. Now every time I hear auto-tune, I just think of T-Pain going, Make something else! Right? <laughs> that shit is so funny to me. Last but certainly not least, who we're about to see in a versus battle here on the 3rd of August, Jimmy Jones. Um, this is his most recent uh, recording. Um, this is on Peter Rosenberg's album um, uh, featuring Ghostface, Crime yeah. Apple, and Jim Jones. Shit's crazy. Yeah, Joe. Yo, I used to tag oh, dance. As much as I want to listen to <laughs> Ghostface, I got to get over to Jimmy. <laughs> Ghostface verse is crazy on that, though. Design the shit, only the affiliate oh, eating swordfish. Summersenberg at WrestleMania. I love how Jim Chapel Hex Rosenberg about a very first encounter. He was talking slick shit. That could have been his worst encounter. I, I was fresh out the kitchen. Down, I was still weighing working counters. Triple the world for the work, and I take it to the out of towners. When ghost was up in Harlem, shooting ice cream for the butter pecans. I, I was up in Harlem getting rid of them butter sea grams that catch a body for 10, catch two for extra three grand. By the power of grace, school, the dust had him feeling like he man when Barkley was at the line, shooting foul shots with a black eye. I was really up at housing, supplying the fiends with a crack high. There's 5,000 ways that you could break down a crack pot. Niggas even duck or get struck by these bullets when the Mac fly. Jimmy. Yo, Jim Jones, for real, is having, like, the fucking year of his career right now. Yep. Like, it's fucking crazy. Yep. 45 Music, years old and he's body. Like, investing. Right yeah. Like... <laughs> This dude's doing so much. <laughs> and I'm getting so much enjoyment out of Styles P's Instagram right now, just how much he's trolling Jim Jones about the <laughs> fucking versus battle that's about to come up. So uh, if you guys are unfamiliar with that, um, the next versus battle, actually, yeah, I think it's the next one. Um, yes. It's Dipset versus uh, The Locks. So that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, I know E-Man's team you Dipset. Know, you know, I'm team Locks. <laughs> I'm going to put on some dip. Oh, if I was hooked up right now, I'd play some dip- Dipset anthem. Oh, if for was, sure. <laughs> oh, we're definitely going to. You gonna, know damn well what's <laughs> that. The, the week going into that, we're definitely going to preview some shit on the way and get uh, ready for it because uh, we're going to be good, man. It's going to be awesome. And it's at Madison Square Garden, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That shit's going to be so great. It's going to be like a concert. Like, I really. It's going to be awesome. 
really hard for me to pick a side, but I'm going Wait, with Dipset. The versus at Madison Square Garden. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yes, yeah, the they're doing it for happening. real this wow. time. Yeah. yeah. So now that's the actual thing now. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Outside, <laughs> outside's open now, so you gotta right. do a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't do it at home anymore. Yeah, yeah. that's for sure. <laughs> um, and it's it right. does play out well because that first one, like the Method Man, Red Man, like that shit was that a straight was up dope. concert, bro. Like that shit was fun as hell to watch. Soldier Boy and Bow Wow was pretty entertaining. I still I still need to go back and watch that. I need to pull up on YouTube. I didn't really like. I was never into any of their music, so that was... I do want to watch it for the antics a little bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. man, it wasn't. Yeah, I mean, the music wasn't. You know, right? I mean, you, you, it was that era. You know, yeah, it was that era. Yeah. It was from pre-teens. They're both legends. Yeah. They're both legends. In their, they're both legends in their own respect. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. No, yeah. they are. And now Romeo's got raps. And Romeo, Romeo's up there too. See, now He's Romeo's whole family might so be legends. During locks, <laughs> during locks, dip set. Do you think that they have to pick group songs, or do they get to pick solo shit too? No, I think they. Ooh, I think it's gonna be solo stuff as well. So I think I, so too. I think it's, what I would do, I would do ten dips, uh, maybe like five dip set, five. If I was dip set, I would do five dip set, five Joel, f- five Jim Jones, and maybe I would, five Cameron. But Cameron could just do more by itself. So I don't yeah. know. Like, it, yeah, it's gonna be it interesting. Really, yeah, it's gonna be interesting I mean, to break that up. It's going to be hard to fuck with the locks because Styles P and the locks, bro, are like some of the most prolific fucking rappers ever. Like, Styles P has probably like fucking 35 albums. Like, he's got so much music. It's crazy. Like, but, but, um, how many hits? Oh my God. Yeah. They got more. Yeah, they got, they got, they tons have a, of no, hits. I'm saying they, they, I'm not, I'm saying they have tons of hits. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> they got fucking all about, what, 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 not, what is we, Dipset going to do when t- all about the Benjamins comes on? <laughs> like, nothing. <laughs> There's nothing Dipset that can beat that. No way. That doesn't beat all about the Benjamins. No way. Um, <laughs> certified gangsters. Or money power certified respect. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's just going to be awesome, though. It's going to be really fun to watch. Actually, I think this next week I'm going to go back and like dial it in and like listen to some old... I was just listening to Styles P's newest album, by the way, uh, Ghosting, which is really dope. Uh, talk about that in Something Old, Something New. But, um, yeah, this beer stuff. Um, that's a tasty beer. It's kind of like a... Strong kinda beer. tastes like a lager to me. I can taste the IPA. You can taste the IPA? Yeah, I can taste the, the, little sippy. the L. It's yeah. a white, yeah, white IPA. So yeast is pro- yeast profile is probably a little bit different. Malt's definitely different. Uh, yeah. So hops use mag magnum, mosaic, oh, yeah, laurel, well, melon. Yeah, these are all like more like floral, like kind of not necessarily fruity, but like floral like type hops. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, those those are in there. You know, it definitely tastes good. Um, the white IPA. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Not it's bad. damn. It's heavy on the alcohol, huh? Nine point oh. Yeah, it's <laughs> shit. And fifty IBUs. That. <laughs> damn. <laughs> That's that hurry up and get you there, beer. Yeah. All right. But yeah, I haven't been drinking too much beer lately. It's been like just White Claw. I guess a summertime thing, which mm. is, I don't know what it is. White Claw uh, summer twenty twenty one. White Claws on a Saturday night is pretty much mm. my thing in the summertime. Or Vizzies. Or, or Vizzies. Uh, yeah, one of the two. One of the two. Oh, can we? Can I take a minute to just straight up shit on the Arizona, like seltzers? Oh <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Man. I, I didn't try one. You got to try one. I didn't have one. Like, literally, like, the seltzer game is just so oversaturated. Saturated I mean, I'm just talking sure. about the seltzer game in general. I'm not gonna just single one company out, but that was pretty bad. I love Arizona, <laughs> and I was not a fan of those. But the seltzer game is just so oversaturated. It's almost like how a lot of stuff is now. Just like. It's almost like too many channels 
Oh, it's like Netflix almost. If you want to think of it like that, it's just so much shit to watch, but only like a few. <laughs> it's good like a things. streaming service. It's, it's like <laughs> a streaming service. Yeah, it's, it's like how like remember like when we had like basic cable and stuff like that. Net, like Cartoon Network was on forty seven, Nickelodeon yep. forty six, stuff like that. And it wasn't that many options really there. It was it was, but Bro, it really wasn't. Just me. how things are now. Yeah, that was, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. that's the that's the Washington County channels, bro. I had the most basic <laughs> oh, of basic cable growing up. I had like just the shit that you plug into the fucking you screw in the back of the TV, and that's all you got. It was like yeah, channels yeah. two, four, seven. The I think like you yeah, it's just like <laughs> sixty two. Each app, I think, yeah. each app has like yeah, six fucking yeah. hundreds of thousands, like tens of thousands probably of options. Yeah, I would say. yeah. And it's just like, how do we settle on the same like six? Dude, yeah, it's crazy. I I feel like most of my TV time these days is just spent scrolling. I'm like not even actually watching shit. I'm just like, let me just look through some shit, and then I'll finally pick something out, and I'll fall asleep like 10 minutes (laughs) into fucking watching the thing. I'm terrible with that. But anyways. Paris, let's get back into this. Yeah, let's get back into it. Let's get to this. I want to take you out of this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, also, I saw that the uh, the numbers for this Shinsky project are doing pretty well for you so far. Numbers, so yeah. good job. Yeah, we're, <laughs> so we're, hell yeah, we're about to hit twenty uh, k. We're at nineteen, nineteen. <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah, awesome, bro. Twenty k, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm pretty excited. Yeah, I would be. I would you, be for you sure. Got, you got, you don't seem excited. You I mean, get excited. <laughs> come on. <now. laughs> I mean, I'm, got your I'm, sleepy time voice I'm, on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful. You know what I mean? That's um, awesome, man. Yeah, just got more stuff coming, more, dude. That's you know. like, oops. Like for real, that's an achievement. Cause I mean, like I'm just remember like a few years ago, you know how Spotify does that rollout shit at the end of the year and stuff like that. Yeah, like, you dude, yeah. it's gonna be so good for you, and I'm so yeah, proud. It's gonna be different, man. It's gonna be different because it was like yeah. yeah, not that at all before. I mean, it was like 300 or something like that. You know, a little lower, mm-hmm. <laughs> a little lower than 20. You know, 20k. So, and it's been like, what almost a month. You know. It's already about to hit 20k, which I think that's that's phenomenal. That's, Dude, that's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, that's <laughs> a bless. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give it a pound. I appreciate that. We want 20k on this damn episode too. So yeah, run up right. these numbers too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, get we there. gonna run it up. Get but there. anyways, <laughs> transitioning in from this new project into this um, speak mahogany project. Wait, which one came, came out first? Um, like re- oh. recording wise, as far as like which one got done first. For between the Shinsky and the yeah. Speak Mahogany, uh, Speak Mahogany, okay. yeah. that one got done because that was done with you know Taylor at uh, Fundamental Sound Co. T Greens, um, and we did that about right while or uh, <laughs> I don't I don't know why I'm laughing, but <laughs> this was uh, Kobe Bryant had passed away, and that's when we were that's, to sort of give you like a time frame of when we mm-hmm. were doing the Speak Mahogany album. Okay, so that was that was around then, um, and when we like finished it up. Um, February mm-hmm. of 2019. Yeah. Yeah. And that- the, the Shinsky project, it was, it happened in, uh, beginning of 2020. Um, we worked in January of 2020 and then we, yeah. Yep. Yep. I wanted you to talk about how hard it is to get like multiple people from a band in a room together. This was actually scheduling. 2021. Sorry. 2021. 2021. Yeah. yeah. How hard is like just to get like a multiple people like together? Because I know everybody's schedule is different, and I know like a lot of the people have trouble with that. So getting everybody on one together for one cohesive project, like how'd that process go? Um, uh, <laughs> with those guys, I mean it's a little difficult. Um, just because they're all doing their own thing, and you know they're great at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'm super appreciative of all of them. You know, uh, David Ward on kit. You know, um, 
Ben Green on trumpet, Eli mm-hmm. Bukite, you know, my guy, mm-hmm. plays keys. Is that Ben from you know? Sabbatical Bob, a, right? I just saw yeah, he had yeah, a recital yeah. over my the guy. summertime, too. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Eli's yeah. doing things. Yeah, Eli's, Eli's dope. He's, he's dope. Underrated, in my opinion. I agree. You know, dope. Um, uh, You know, Darnell, Darnell Kirkland. Uh, Darnell's the man. Who else? Saxophone, well, a lot of people right? on the on the yeah, uh alto, alto saxophone. Yep. Yep. Um a lot of people on the album. Like Emery, Kemble, he played tenor saxophone. Um yeah, just it's hard to get I mean, cuz they're like everybody's just doing their own thing. They're branched out doing their right. own thing, which is which is completely fine, you know. Um and it's just, you know, if I if I do have a date, I just try to make sure it's set in stone because otherwise I'm going to be hitting them up and they probably got other stuff going on, so I'm not going, you know, Call him and say, "Hey, can you do this?" If I'm not even sure, right. about, You know, what's going to happen? So, what's the writing, uh, writing and recording process like compared to? So, like, I I would assume it's got to be a lot different, um, the recording process being in a band than when you're doing like your solo stuff. Yeah. Um, like, so, like, how does it go? Do does it usually like the guys and you guys write like the instrumental parts first, and then you come in with the lyrics, or how does that kind of uh, go out? So. Sometimes I'll shoot them some ideas, uh, depending on what it is, really. Because on this mime project, on um, on mime, it was more so uh, songs that we had performed first. Mm-hmm. You know, we had these songs all had a basis first. You know, um, I used I I made uh, some of the songs with uh, Andrea uh, uh, Barahona. Um, she's doing her own thing now. She doesn't doesn't do speak mahogany, but she's doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Shout we, out we Andrea, made, by the way, yeah, yeah friend yeah, of the show. Yeah, we did some songs um, together. We made some songs like uh, Fools Go Gearhead. Um, she made or uh, they made uh, Dilament, um, um, or uh, Dilament. Uh, I <laughs> we used to call it Dilament. That's funny. <laughs> that's what we would call that's what we call it now even when we get on stage i'll be like hey yo play dilemma and everybody be like all right <laughs> but it's called it's called i now um uh what else uh see i made mime um but then like they would come in like you know david like played the way he played um which you know is phenomenal Ben would come in and he would touch up and like you know put some horn lines. Oh, Adam Kahana, a big shout out to Adam. Um, he also did Vanishing Point, mm, and um, yeah, he, he like wrote the whole song for Vanishing Point, uh, and uh, just orchestrated it, put it together, and he you know had some sheet music for it and whatever. Everything else was more loosely mm-hmm. <laughs> based, but that song was in particular was more like you know it was sheet music. You know, read. You're gonna play this hits here. You know, mm-hmm. um, whatever this tempo. You know, but yeah, but and it, you know, he wrote the wrote you know the melody to that and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, it was just always it's always like, you know, I like to create a base for the most part and then allow the rest to fill out when they when we all come together. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, like uh, for mime, like I created the base of that like just the chords essentially and just the idea to like kind of go to a different section and whatever you know um ben like came in and played like you know a melody i, I said hey can you can you make a melody you know and he was like yeah you know 
of mm-hmm. course. And he he made a melody for the for the A section, you know, and then did something different for the B section, you know. Ben's a talented so, cat, man. Ben oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I man. was proud of him I, too for fronting up the sabbatical Bob shit too and getting. I didn't know he could sing. There, right? I didn't know he could sing. You know, yeah. when I heard that, I was like, man, who's singing? <laughs> he was like, yo, it's me. I was like, bro, <laughs> you ain't tell me. You ain't tell me you, you can gotta sing. work that in the center. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, hey, that might be cool. Like a little. We we were talking about doing like a little sabbatical Bob speak mahogany like you know something mm-hmm. a little tour some little mini tour you know see what happens hell yeah you could do you sabbatical know? bob yeah. uh you could do speak mahogany and deontay visible yeah <laughs> that would that would be cool you know uh-huh. um, we'll see we'll see what happens if y'all listening guys you know what i'm saying yeah this might have to happen you yes know? sir so, you know, we'll see. We'll Especially see now with on. everything being back outside, I'm sure you guys will probably be getting gigs shows, for both your yeah. solo stuff. Hey, I mean, you shows coming <laughs> up, bro? Man, no, 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 I don't. I've been seeing a lot of people doing gigs and shows, and I've been like, man, I'm not yet, you know? Yeah. Not yet. Maybe, you know, soon, but mm-hmm. I, I got to... I think I have to re-pronounce myself, you know, because <laughs> after everybody being closed inside, it's, it was just like, all right, what musicians are still out there? You <laughs> yeah, know? For real, man. For real. You know, what, are you, what are you doing now? You know, so I was like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm probably going to just, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to, you know, advertise some shit and see, like, if somebody wants to. Definitely take so some getting used here's, to, too. Like, raps. being back outside <laughs> still feels weird. Like, we went out yeah. last night, and, like, E-Man can attest to this. I was just like, I just, I'm not back there yet. Like I was just uncomfortable. I just wanted to be back home. Like yeah. <laughs> after being there for like an hour, I'm like, I just want to go back home. It's like all I yeah, can think about. Right, like, right, yeah. <laughs> so it's Man. like it's gonna take some adjustment for yeah, sure. Yeah, but yeah, good thing you know, at least we're we're outside now. And right. yeah, that's for what sure. I'm saying. Like I, I mean, like last summer. Don't get me wrong. Last summer with me and Sean, for instance, that was fun. Man. Mm-hmm. It really like oh, just yeah. being like downtown with like. Nobody, Nobody around. around? It's know. just weird that there's no traffic. Like it's just weird not seeing traffic like on Dude, 94. I was really fortunate it's weird that not we traffic on 75. Like it's just. I or, was really fortunate that the three of us lived together during the pandemic because honestly, doing that alone, like alone, alone, if I would have my own apartment without any roommates or anything, like that would have been really tough for me, man. That would have been really yeah, trying. Man. You know, that's <laughs> and and that was uh like a big concern was uh you know people's mental health. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know severely declined yeah um just because of the state of the world you know and and staying inside with your own thoughts yep you know it, it, can, be, it can be a dangerous you can be a dangerous you know living in your head is you know? not a great thing bro yeah. <laughs> yeah. i had to start yeah. doing the winter really took a toll on me it was probably the worst depressive state i've been in in a long time i had mm. to start doing therapy and shit over the winter time because i was it was getting so bad but because yeah. i'm like a really extroverted person like i like like being able to see people and like not even like I don't necessarily need to be around a lot of people. I just like going out and like seeing things, you know, getting a viewpoint on the world. Like it's just hard to be cooped up. I don't like being in the house very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I dig, I dig that. At the same time, I was like, I don't know. I go out, but occasionally mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, uh, I would, you know, for the most part, I'm just always like, I don't know, just doing my own thing. Yeah. <laughs> kind of left, left alone a little bit, uh-huh. but I do like, you know, I do like to go out. Right. Just not as often. (laughs) And so when COVID, you know, at first when it happened, I mean, and a lot of people, I think a lot of like musicians or just anybody in general who was like, a, uh, you know, uh, introvert was like, you know, they were like, stay inside. And everyone was just like, or the introverts were like, yeah, whatever. Cool. Okay. They said, all right, cool. You know, we, <laughs> we chilling. You yep. know, less. But, <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But then, you know, it got to a point where, you know, I mean, we couldn't, yeah, we just couldn't stay. Yeah, everybody can't 
stay inside for that long. I right. Mean, in the summertime, it wasn't terrible for me because I was still like going on a lot of walks. I just walk around a lot the city. Of bike, go to bike Bell riding. Isle a lot. Bike right. riding was like, yeah, we went to the beach a couple mm-hmm. times, but like that's like really when I started like riding my bike a lot more because mm. I never like I always you know when I growing up, you, I mean you haven't really rode bike. I haven't really rode a bike since I had a driver's license for the most part. Mm. But then like last year, I started like I started getting into that more, and then we got like more like pricey bikes now so we're just riding around like all summer it was i'm saving great. up for this electric bike that's uh, super tight dude it's got oh, a little motor yeah. in it it'll What's take you like an electric bike dude, i feel like yeah. you don't feel like it's just it's the tough. point feel of a bike is like exercise it doubles down so it's it's got the electric motor in it and it's also got gears on it too so you can do both so i, oh, I could like okay. mm. i could take it long fucking distances if i want and that would be sweet and especially with my whole driving situation, everything's a goddamn mess all the time. So it'd be nice to have that around for sure, too. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, it was like, yeah, what we were doing the Bell Isle stuff, that was great. But then it was as soon as it was too cold mm. to like go outside. Oh, anymore, man, the winter like, was the worst. Brutal, man. Mm-hmm. I was literally. And then like... they shut down, like, because sh- <laughs> we, we, we had things open a little bit, and then they shut down, like, right before Thanksgiving again. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, my God, it's just. Uh, oh, dude, and then, like. They want to go out anymore. <laughs> poor people in LA right now, they got to go back to the mask mandate. Like, they just re implemented the mask yeah. mandate. I'm like, dude. And like, and hey, I didn't mind. Like, I'm not like yeah. an anti-mask person. I definitely was masked up the whole damn pandemic. But like, go like once you get the freedom, and then going back, like, <laughs> it's like, no, man, yeah. I can't go back. I'm already yeah. gone. That's, like, that's for sure. I've yeah. done too much already. Some, some people I've there, I, I don't remember out. this life without like a mask. It. Not again. <laughs> not no. Again. no. <laughs> not again. <laughs> so, like, yeah. But no, like, I mean, I. I'll just say COVID is serious. It's still out oh, there. Oh, yeah. yeah for I, real. As a person oh, that's yeah. had it and beat it, it is it's not. Did, yeah, it's, it's yeah. no fucking joke. And so, speaking of which, well wishes to Wiz Khalifa. There. I saw that he tested positive for oh, COVID. Oh, shit, did he? Yep. Oh, man. Which people were kind of killing him for because they dug up like old tweets. Because I remember, I actually remember seeing this. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, always come on, yeah, for sure. Why? Why do they got to be like that? So they, they dug up old tweets where he was like, "Y'all can, uh, like, y'all can have these fucking masks." <laughs> like, yeah, stuff like that. Well, I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh well, damn. damn it. <laughs> That's funny though. They said, "Huh?" Oh, somebody, <laughs> no, somebody from the Olympics just tested positive. That's wild. Oh, I heard about yeah, that. Yeah, that was like too. a thing in the Olympics. Uh, Dude, are we going to get on Olympics talk eventually? Probably. Just the basketball team specifically? Dude, and skateboarding. Skateboarding's a thing now. Dude, okay. Mm-hmm. I was just watching. Skateboarding's a thing now. So I was just watching <laughs> skateboarding in the restaurant before I came here. It was on TV. And there's a motherfucker competing in it with no legs. He's got, like, legs cut off at the knees. Whoa. And he's fucking grinding down yeah. fucking wow. ledges and shit. I'm like, this guy's incredible. That's impressive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was Absolutely, awesome. Yeah. yeah. It was super entertaining. I'm, I'm glad that skateboarding is in it because... I was definitely a big, big skater in my youth. Um, I can't anymore because I need my appendages to uh, make money and keep a roof over my head. But mm, right. <laughs> uh, speaking of the Olympics, I guess we can talk about Shakari Richardson is completely barred from this year's Olympics. Yeah, I saw that. She's gonna get paid, like just because I feel like so the NCAA just because I think she goes to LSU, right? Real quick, is she the one who tested positive for weed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. D- okay. So it's, it's a double-edged sword. Like okay. it's a dumb rule, but it's a rule that's been there forever. Wow. So it's just like 
Come on, man. Yeah, no. it's. I mean, it's definitely. <laughs> it's, it's a dumb rule, but it's also dumb on her part. It, like she, she. I, it's not, it's not, it's not you know what I mean? Like, like, just, I mean? You gotta know better. I mean, I get knows. it. Like, well, she's. Well, I'm she not said she, her. she I mean, said she was whatever. smoking because she just lost her yeah, mother and stuff like that. So it was for the cope. She owned up to it. Where's she from? She owned it. I know she goes to LSU. I don't know where she's from though. Let me see. Okay. Well, I don't know where was she when she was smoking weed. They, that I mean, they don't know, so like yeah. I, I don't even. I mm. think she was probably see, back at her home. I'm gonna see where she's from because I'm kind of curious. About and but you know what's funny though is like there. so she got Dallas, barred, Texas. Dallas, Texas. Okay, is it legal there? I don't, I'm not. Texas. I mean, she Ted said Wright, she. Oh, you know right. what? I mean, now Texas that you mentioned it, she said <laughs> oh, she was Ted Cruz uh, territory. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> she did say she did say she was smoking in an illegal state. So I. So there you go. Um, but anyways, uh, I just yeah. saw that she got offered, which I hope she turns it down because she's going to have way more money coming in than this. Um, like a cannabis vaping company offered her like a $250,000 endorsement deal. And like she, she got through the Olympics for it. Yeah, she, like, <laughs> that doesn't even like that's I mean, that's a bad idea for multiple yeah. reasons. One, it's You'll not be your brand. Twenty twenty five. Like that's a bad idea though for multiple reasons. Like it's not yeah. even on brand. Like you're a you're an athlete. You're not you're not you're like branding yourself uh, as no, like a unless big you're pothead. unless you're uh, what's his face Paul Pierce. What, does Paul Pierce have a fucking weed company? No. Him and Calvin Johnson. Oh, I knew about Kelvin. Yeah, I knew Kelvin. Paul, I always knew Kelvin. No, was Paul cover. Pierce was. Remember, he was in the video with the strippers and stuff oh, like that. Oh, that's right. I forgot about he that. He actually did get an endorsement deal from like some. Because he got kicked company. off uh, ESPN that's for that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. I don't think he should got kicked off ESPN for that. For that. I mean, he's on his fucking private Instagram. He was as. Uh, I mean, I guess he was brace- breaking protocol during the pandemic. That's Whatever. So, but it's right. so interesting where like other companies see like, oh no, another company is like profit. Straight up. Do you want to do, do you want to get the new stuff out the way from last week and a little bit of this week and then go into some, yeah, that's close fine. something, yeah. or something new. Yep. We can we're do that. already there. Um, the only thing that I had that I wanted to mention is people. There's two quick things. People stop fucking shooting each other in traffic. <laughs> fucking. Mm, we oh, had the whole damn yeah. all of 96 fucking closed down for multiple hours. It took me like mad hours to get home from work the other day because someone shot someone over a fender bender in traffic. I mean, like, that's like a common occurrence on the lodge freeway specifically. <laughs> mad people yeah. are unstable right now and mad people have guns. Yeah. It's a bad combination. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saw um, some funny news, I guess. Well, quickly, the, the last thing I had is I wanted to say shout out to the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning. They oh, won yeah, the Stanley Cup. Yeah, Stanley <laughs> Cup, man. And then, by the way, Shohei Otani is the baseball player for oh, the yes, Los yes, Angeles yes, yes, Angels yes. who's supposed to be the next Babe, Babe Ruth. Yeah. He is way better than Babe Ruth. <laughs> and I will argue that to this day. And well, my sure. argument is Babe Ruth played fucking mailmen, oh, yeah. butchers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just normal, like, average <laughs> He was definitely dudes. during schlub time, On for top sure. of that, Babe Ruth never played anybody overseas. He never played anybody in the Negro League. Nope. He never did, like... <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people... You, know, you hear the rumors about Show people Yota- thinking that Babe Ruth is actually black? What? This is a whole was it, was thing. It, There's it? definitely photos whole, from that look, time. Look up the photos. He kind of, now people are dissecting wow. them. They're like, actually. Wow, really? <laughs> that's like, that's like Beethoven. There like was a whole, whole thing with Beethoven yeah. about yeah, that, exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to yeah, say. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah, honestly, because a lot Beethoven of, a lot of history gets, gets manipulated. Yeah, definitely. That's just, that's just you know, that's America. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We, <laughs> you know, we whitewash America. We do that. I'll... I'll look up the details in the next episode. I'll come back with like the whole Babe Ruth story because right. it's pretty interesting. They broke it down on one of the oh, podcasts I in. listened to once. Right. And I'm like, this is crazy. <laughs> so in TV in. news, uh, real quick in TV news, just, and it's kind of music. Uh, so you're familiar. You're familiar with Euphoria, right? Yes, I know you're. Fam- are you familiar with Euphoria? It's a show, TV yeah. show on HBO. It was really well done. Uh, I haven't watched. It's a it. great it was with uh, Zadea and I forgot the other Hunter, Hunter. is. 
The trans girl is Hunter. I know her name. I can't remember her last name. I know their name is Hunter. Um, but she does but a fucking anyway, phenomenal so job. So I digress. Mm. So the creator of that show is teaming up with The Weeknd for a TV show on HBO. Oh. Didn't wasn't didn't huh. Drake have like his uh, hand in Euphoria? Like wasn't he like he one did of the producers some, he did or something? Like a, yeah, I think he did a soundtrack thing with Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah, that show was really fucking well yeah. done. And that um they did like an, a special episode during the pandemic where it was like her talking to her sponsor in this dining room. Yeah, it's the, literally it was just a Christmas the two episode. of them. It's just the two of them the whole fucking hour having a conversation in a dining room. And it was like one of the best episodes really? I've ever they seen. They did one with, they did one with Hunter really too. Yeah. Yeah, it was they really did one with Hunter too. I didn't see the Hunter one. That was, it was great. Yeah. Okay. I have to so check they that did one out, so. they did a Rue one and then they did a uh what's the what's Hunter's character? Jules. Jules. Yeah. They did a Jules episode. What kind of show is this? So it, it's, it's really like centered dark. around like um, <laughs> it's really dark. It's definitely, <laughs> mental health is definitely a big part yes. of it, but it centers okay. around like a group of high school students kind of, you know, going through life. But like the way it's filmed, written and acted is very like artistic and it's really okay. fun to watch. Like okay, it just cool. has really cool dialogue and stuff. Like well, it's not like a cheesy high school yeah. type shit. It's well done. Grassy. Uh, but yeah. I'd like that. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. No, it's, a, it's HBO. Shout out to <laughs> HBO. puts out fire TV Zendaya shows. is a phenomenal Zendaya. actress, dude. Yes. She's so good. They do. I mean, they do. I'm actually just, rewatching <laughs> Sopranos currently. So, like, you know, I was yeah. I was on that little, you know, that Dave Chappelle train boycott. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and HBO Max. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That yeah. wasn't but their I mean, fault, though. That was Netflix, like, selling well, it, or Comedy Central selling they, it. That well, wasn't they, their well, fault. They paid him, though. He said you can go watch it again. Hey, asked him. He said, hey. Don't play that because I'm not getting paid. And it was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> that was I the mean, one. <laughs> you know, that's just Dave like. Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle knows his worth, and he knows he is an yeah. asset. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And wherever he goes, and then they more finally than took, liability. They, finally took it they knew they had only, to, though, because yeah. if they wanted a working relationship with him going exactly. forward. Uh, Netflix yeah. specifically, yeah. yeah. I mean, Netflix uh, Netflix did it right, right. Did they we, did it right away. And I mean, know, that's, that is the, in my personal opinion, because like, Richard Pryor predated me, you know, like a lot of the um, Robin Williams stuff predated me. So, like in my eyes, Dave Chappelle is the goat. He's the best comedian mm. of all time, in my in my opinion. Who was the person he shouted out? Was it something like Kevin something? Like there was a guy that he shouted out that he gave credit to for like influencing him, inspiring him. Hmm. Um, so I know he's had comedian like Paul Mooney for sure, who's been on the show. R.I.P. He's a guy. He's like super, like you know, low key. Um, Hmm. I'm not sure. I'll come back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, so we're gonna shift from Comedy Central, I guess, to Nickelodeon. News. <laughs> uh, did we talk about? We never talked about the Drake Bell case at all, did we? No. <laughs> we didn't really. We don't really have to, honestly. I'm just gonna mention it. Just, yeah, it's dark. So, former, uh, if you guys like a lot of you, because you guys are millennials like myself, have watched Drake and Josh on Nickelodeon at one point mm-hmm. in your life. Oh. Uh, so I seen. Oh, okay. Drake, go ahead, go he ahead. was original Drake before Aubrey came in. I guess. Really. <laughs> so Drake Bell uh, was convicted. Uh, was it? Chi- was it second degree child endangerment? Child endangerment. He got two hundred hours of community service and two years probation. It mm-hmm. looks like. Yeah. Uh, so that's what he got sentenced to. I don't know the actual. Wait. So what did I thought he? What did he do again? Child endangerment. Uh, uh, Ohio judge sentenced Nickelodeon to. I'm li- looking at the article right okay, now. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, an Ohio judge sentenced former Nickelodeon television star Drake Bell on Monday to two years of probation for child endangerment charges after the female victim who met him online and attended one of his concerts accused the actor of grooming her since she was 12. That's gross. That's dirty. That should be a little bit that's more than dirty. child endangerment. I didn't, I, I didn't know. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I mean, d- yeah. That's, 
Yeah. That's gross. That's not so so In our statement Monday, there's a grooming since she was 12, <laughs> I mean, like, sending graphic photos. and Okay, yeah, this is nasty. I don't want to read the rest of this. And uh, the crazy so, part yeah. is, like, another story came out about Nickelodeon about one of, like, the showrunners for the Drake way, and Jeff. What's that? Tony Woods. Tony Woods. Okay. Yeah, That's who um, influenced they, Okay. All right. I'm going to yeah. look him up then. Yeah. Because I don't even know. Uh, actually, you know what? I think I do remember him mentioning him in that Mark Twain thing that, okay. um, where he won that Mark Twain prize or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly. Yep. 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 Yeah, now that you said it, I was like, that makes yeah. sense. We, uh... Um, but yeah, no, it's crazy. One of the showrunners just got in trouble for some creepy shit too from Nickelodeon, who actually was one of the writers and showrunners on that Drake and Josh show. <laughs> a bunch of people were coming out saying oh. he was a creep, and like, I guess if you go back and watch like all the children's shows that he had his hands in, there was like a lot of like scenes that had kids' feet in it. And apparently he's got like a thing oh, for yeah, like yeah, feet yeah, yeah, and like yeah, there's yeah. all this yeah, like, weird yeah. shit coming yeah, out. Yeah, there's a, a lot of Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Get your shit together. Yeah, <laughs> so, I heard about that. I just want to say there's a lot of people. Um, that are established in our society that are dedicated to do some 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 pretty fucked up shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Because I, I used to work at the the uh, hospital, yeah, uh, U of M Hospital, mm-hmm. and there was a doctor uh, there that was in the children's hospital, and he was like, he was he had uh freaking pictures of the kids and stuff. I was just like, man, like. Why are you so dedicated to like be this, you know, this, you know, freaking fucked up? I mean, I, just, I don't know how else to say it. You yeah. know? It's just like, I don't know, man. So MGK is producing a new movie or wrote or directed or have some affiliation with this movie. And the movie was called Good News. And I guess the movie is about like how young stars and stuff like that, like succumb to like Hollywood pressures and everything like that. Drugs. Like kind of like how we talked about that. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, it's centered to go undergo characters like similar to Mac Miller, similar to the Juice World, and similar to Pop Smoke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mac Miller's brother actually comes in and tweet. He goes in, in the exact quote, and I'm sorry for swearing. <laughs> well, I do swear all the time though. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck your movie. <laughs> at least change the title. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Then I, I can't stand MGK. I think he's just the worst. I know. I, that's like, why I kind of so, brought this up because of this. That's I, why I, I kind of brought this up. Everything that he does so cringy. I can't stand looking at I, pictures I was, of him. Like everything I actually, is just... 2012, circa 2012, 2013, I was an MGK fan. The, I really was. The fact like, that I he really made like, like a pop punk out. album at like 30 years old is fucking weird to me. I got a, I got a funny story about him. But I'll, I'll tell you guys after. I think, I, tell, okay. <laughs> I think we all, everybody at this table has a funny MGK story. Yeah. And this and one, this like one just, that this happened. is interesting. It's interesting. <laughs> all right. I'll tell you. All right. Well, anyways, but, since we're running a little bit long, anyways, let's get into our something old, something new segment. Because um, we definitely have some um, music to talk about. So. I don't have that much new stuff, I'm going to be honest with you. But I do. there's some stuff I did listen to. For sure, yeah. I've got, a, I've got a couple on both. Um, but, yeah. Um, E-Man, I'll let you do your thing. Yeah, man. So <laughs> let's go. I'm going to go circa 2007. Well, There's no, first. Oh. <laughs> you going to make me do that right no, now with our new guest? <laughs> no, of course I'm going to do it. I like doing it. Something. Something. No. No. When you listen back, he's gonna have mad reverb on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Reverb <laughs> TF out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who kicked it off last week? I can't I remember. Like I think that. I, I believe I kicked it off last week. <laughs> okay. Um, let me pull mine up here. Um, so let's see. 
I should <clears throat> type in the. What was that article you were reading? Which one? Um, right before we got that into the MGK song. one. Yeah. NME. Oh, the impress. I, I was gonna say something. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a that's a whole thing. I don't know if actually that's a that's a super big rabbit hole, like about CIA using drugs as weapons against. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's oh, like it's just it's that's a super big rabbit hole. Like I mean, the, the pressures at, of like you know they they like holla at Freeway Rick Ross. Mm, uh, okay. Yeah, the whole oh, crack, yeah, 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 the whole yeah, crack yeah, epidemic yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean. But more so, like, I don't know, like, if y'all heard about this little story about, you know, Jimi Hendrix, where he had, you know, a, a guy who was close to him who was, um, he who used to be in the CIA, and this dude was, like, sabotaging him. Uh, and this was, like, somewhere around where Martin Luther King had been assassinated, and he was about to get behind the movement, and this dude was, like, sabotaging him. He was trying, and he was just trying his damnedest to get away from him, and there was just a lot of weird stories surrounding that. It's a rabbit hole. No, it's I a never hole. knew that. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of interesting information that's out there that is like what you know, CIA, FBI, local law enforcement, what they do to like you know, that's have keep influence us, over you know, everybody. Oppressed, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. so to say. You know, yep. and there's a, it's it's like no, it's, 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 there's a lot there's a lot of there's systemic a lot of, racism. There's a lot, yeah, <laughs> yeah. In a nutshell, yeah. But it's like it's it's interesting how deep it goes. Like it's not just you know. That's one of the things I, I thought was so captivating about Snowfall. I'm glad that they went into that whole even story that's kind of like, fucked if you really think about um, it. Because Freeway, it was it's mostly based on Freeway Ricky Ross's life. A little bit, yeah. Mm-hmm. But sure. he got no he gets no credit off of it. But they kind it's like he's still in his life story almost. Kind that's why of. a lot of people. That's what that's what the criticism on Snowfall is. I love Snowfall. Don't get me wrong. But, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's exactly off. I mean, that's a similar story that a lot of people have had. It's just. I think the the aspect of them going into the CIA flooding the inner city with crack to fund other wars in different countries Contra. and shit. Yeah, yeah. Contra. Yeah, Contra. It's crazy. Yeah. So but anyways, um back to the music. Um yeah, for yeah, something yeah. old yeah. for <laughs> for <laughs> something <laughs> old for me, this I This is all outside our pay grade. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm telling you, man, they, they target artists though. Yep. They target, oh, they target sure. Tupac. I'm just saying. Oh, they but, did. Well, let's go. Oh, let's you know, let's sure. keep it. Let's keep it, about the, yeah. keep it about it's, the music. It's a system, though, but I'm just saying. They, well, actually, in the music light of that, um, I on Crazy Bones Instagram, or he was on some podcast or something, and he was talking about this shit that happened in the early '90s, where you know, conscious rap was popular for a like you know, uh, tribe called Quest and that whole scene in New York, fucking yeah. Native Tongues, all them guys, that was popular, and then NWA came around and, um there was a meeting between a lot of label heads all in the music industry, all like the top level label guys mm-hmm. saying that they only wanted the the heads of these labels to sign gangster rap music, <laughs> nothing conscious, nothing that was promoting anything yeah. positive for black people yeah. because they wanted people to promote this. So gang activity would rise yeah. and they would get more people locked Even though, up like, because they, missed... they were all invested in the private prison systems. Yeah. So yeah. It's, fucking, it's, a, it's, it's a system. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so it's, yeah. Controlling the influences. To, I mean, don't get me started on like, then you start on like McDonald's commercials oh, and yeah. all this shit. It's a, it's all it's all a thing. Yep, like, for sure. Controlling what influences. To control we might have masses. to make that one of our special that's, episodes. That's gonna one be of a special episode. <laughs> for sure. Hey, Patreon. Something old, something new. All right, something old, something new. Yeah. So, as I told you last week, um, I've kind of been enjoying like each month fitting with a different theme. Um, we had, um, you know, um, black artists. The first week um, when we were celebrating, um, you know, Juneteenth and everything, we did that for a month. And then we did um, LGBTQIA 
uh, for a month, and then this month I'm just because there's no actual. We did definitely did a women's month. We too. did w- women's right. month as well. Yep, and then um, this week or this month there's nothing special going on specifically, so I just chose to um, go into rock music a little bit. Last week I did the Doors self-titled album, and then this week <sighs> I'm kicking it back to 1969 with kind of like the innovators of experimental music, in my opinion, and progressive rock, and that's um, King Crimson um, in the Court of C- Crimson King. Um, if you're unfamiliar with them, they you've probably heard them um, because Kanye West has sampled um, some of their music over the years. Um, and definitely, uh, this, this album is crazy. So Robert Fripp is like the main guy in King Crimson and the only original member that still tours with them, but he just picks all these like insane awesome musicians to play with them we saw them at the michigan theater i think it was the michigan theater i want to say um a couple years ago and it was fucking awesome there was like three drummers two bass players like a whole horn section like it was it was phenomenal but um let me pull a little bit up for you so you can hear it for yourself yeah, that sounds interesting oh Super dude it's so awesome yeah. um i'll play this let's see if it's on let me pull this up it's definitely um, an experience when you see them live. Um, let me see if I can go back here. Here we go. In the court of Kim King. All right, so this is the the what you guys will recognize the sample here. So this actually plays into our sample that too, man. So here's your sample for the week, even though I already told you who sampled it. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty four. Here's Twenty First Century Schizoid Man, which is probably their most popular 21st song. Twenty First Century Schizoid <laughs> Man. Yep. Is it powered by Kanye West? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> Frank Zappa stuff. Yeah, dude, it's mm. it's definitely out there. Mm. I, they're I love I love stuff like that. They have like a lot like most of their songs, like if you go down here, like this song is seven minutes, the next one's six, oh. the next one's twelve, the nice. next one's ten. Nice. So like, they all have like really long songs. <laughs> That out, or Why is Kanye yeah. such that's a, good at that's so good at picking song? samples. Or, yeah, that, that's like, this song wow. is seven minutes, seven and a half minutes. <laughs> I want to I hear what the rest of his song is. <laughs> yeah, Dude, no. it's crazy. <laughs> like it's, it goes, it takes you on so many different yeah. places. It's like King Crimson's the shit. If you're unfamiliar, you should definitely go back and King listen because they got great music. Um, you that right now, yeah. So that's what I had for my something old, and now I'll kick it over to E. So this group I've never even heard of before up until like a couple days ago. Uh, shout out to Genius. Uh, posted this article about the because this album came out in 2006, and it was the what is this? Uh, 15 year anniversary since the project came out. Uh, it was belo- this album is called Below the Heavens by Blue in Exile. <laughs> Yo. I never. Never oh knew who God. they were. Blue in oh or and blue and in the ampersand exile. Yeah, blue in exile. Blue in exile. Bro, that's that was my. I never knew who they were. Like this, this is a blog era group that mi- that missed me, and I went back and listened to this project, 
and it's absolutely fucking amazing. Yes, <laughs> I've never heard of it either. It's a classic. It, it turns, is. Uh, this is a classic. Ten years old yesterday or something like no, that. No, it's older than that. Is it? I think fifteen. It's two thousand seven. Was it? They because they 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 just did a post. Blue Annex now just did a post where it was like. Something out of how old it was. But, uh, let me yeah. let me read some stats on this guy. Yeah, Blue Below the Heavens is the debut studio album by American hip hop duo Blue and Exile. It was released by Sound and Color on July seventeenth, two thousand seven. Fourteen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, fourteen years. Wow, mm. there's like a lot of projects a, too, and I've never even heard. Served, of it. You never yeah. heard of Blue? No, no, no I, he's dope, man. No way. Yeah. I swear. Uh, man. Let Yo. me see here. Yo. Pop mat, pop mat, uh, pop matters. Never heard of them, but yeah. it placed it as number 56 on Best Albums of 2007. In 2015, it was What's listed the as Below the Heavens. It was oh. listed as Hip Hop DX uh, as one of the 30 best underground hip hop albums since 2000. Yeah. Well, fuck me. This I need to is, check this out. Yeah, this man. Uh, the <laughs> opening track is fire. Bro. So it has features from Miguel and Aloe really? Black. Miguel, wow. Miguel. Steel I was Blazing like, I was... <laughs> and Tarantula. This is like before yeah. Miguel was Miguel. I'm yeah, a huge Miguel bro, fan. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, this is the same Miguel? When I was listening like, to some of his newer stuff, I was like, man. <laughs> I was like, okay. Miguel put out a sneaky little, like, he didn't get a whole lot of. Um, Talk about it, but he put out a cool little EP a few months ago. Um, what song should I play off of this? Ooh, uh, let's you know, let's put a Michelle track, a uh, Miguel track. First things first. First things first. first, first. first. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about this. Dancing in the Rain is a good one too. Dancing in the Rain is a good one too. <laughs> Dancing in the Rain is like the, even the first couple like that like my world is is dope. Too. You'll fall in love with Dancing in the Rain. I promise. Hell yeah. First things See? first is awesome. You know what? Right. Fuck I'm it. A... Go Dancing in the Rain. Yeah, All, right. Yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Without further ado, here is Dancing in the Rain off Below the Heavens by Blue and Exile. Exile, man. Who's the MC? Exile's the B man. Yeah, it's kind of like a run to duel situation. Only Exile doesn't rap. Okay. I mean, he does. Yeah, <laughs> it's six o'clock. I'm hopping out of the bed. Rainbow like calling X, but my phone lies dead. I guess my bills ain't paid. No rides to work for the yeah. day. Second option, hop the bus, but it's a traffic delay. My boss tripping cause I'm running late and ain't no excuse. When I'm about to be 22, without a whip, I can swoop. Feel like I'm finna shoot my own zone with no escape. Zoning out, cause working, working out, I work for what I make. My lady calling, bugging, always fussing. Just cause we ain't balling, but it's hard because the cousin's fucking rich. Cause the husband's hustling. And I ain't fucking touching nothing but a mic. Five o'clock and off the work, ready to go home and write. But I ain't got a buck to catch the bus, chilling at the stop. Rain falling hard as ever, and it's soaking my socks. Fuck it. Kick my kicks off and took off my jacket, rolled my jeans up. Beat up in my headphones, blast and blaze some weed up and started laughing. While I'm splashing in puddles like motherfucker struggle, we dancing in the rain. Oh, yeah, man. That beat is so beautiful. You know I, what? Listen to the I got it. I got it. Nobody want to dance slow in the rain. Yeah. Hey. Ass. Yeah, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hold on. Okay. And they're still putting out albums. They had one last year, apparently. Yeah, uh, yeah I just saw it. They've got a Miles, lot of music yeah. on here to fucking. No, you know what? It, it was never been on my radar. You know before. who I was thinking of, by the way? It was Chitty Bang. Chitty That's what I was thinking. Like a producer, like, ra- okay. like rapper combo. Like. Kind of okay. like where the guy produced and stuff like that. Because I was thinking Runner Jewels only LP raps, though. So yeah, it's not yeah, a good comparison. Does, yeah. LP fucking raps his ass off. There's a lot <laughs> of producer MC groups you see these days, like Mad Lib and fucking Freddie Gibbs getting together. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, th- I feel yeah. like that's become more of a popular thing. Honestly, God. You and Shinsky, mm-hmm. straight up. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, honestly, I feel like that's 
to me, that's when albums make more sense to me. When it's like Twenty One Savage, when these and guys Boomin. like have this mm. project together. I feel like when they pick like all these random producers, sometimes it can get a little lost in like the concept. Hit Boy and Nas. Hit boy and everybody. Hit boy. Hit boy is <laughs> batting a thousand here, guys. Bro, hit, <laughs> that, that, that beat he did on the her album with um with Corday on it is it just hits so mm. crazy because like you hear them hip drop hip hop drums on an R and B track and you're just like, damn, dude, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, good pick. Um, I'm gonna check that out on the way home. Looks this like they is, have another album. Uh, well, after this, give me my flowers while I can still smell them. Okay, yeah, that that's is, the next that one. That is also a, a fucking phenomenal album. Blue and XL. And they have another one from uh, just last year. Yep, Miles. Yep. I haven't listened to it, but I used to listen to them all the time back, back oh, in yeah. the day. Blue That's and sweet. XL. You know, my, yeah. you know who my group was around that time, too? It was the Dean's List. It was also around that same the time. Dean's List. I'm unfamiliar. Sunny Shots. I'm unfamiliar. Yeah, man. I'm unfamiliar. They were, they were do- I think they changed their name to, like, King's Dad or something like that. Okay. Recently. Well, okay. not recently, but, huh. like, mid-2010s. Yeah. Okay. But, Okay. Yeah, they were around for me. They were also around that uh, that uh, high school, like our high school era, like beginning, like freshman year of college type deal. Okay. So, yeah. Dean's list. Okay. <laughs> and how about you, Paris? What of uh, on the old you, tip? You know the you drill. The show. To? You already know. Oh, yeah, man. Was, we already know you don't thinking. listen to no music. Yeah, new right. music. <laughs> <laughs> um, something old, man. Uh. I mean, if I could say anything old, it would probably be like a jazz tune because I just, you know, I, I sit at home and I, I play like Misty all the time um, by like Errol, Errol Garner. But, you know, it's it's been, it's a standard. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's one thing that's that's old <laughs> that, I, <laughs> that, I, that I do. Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't really. Mm-hmm. Is there anything specific you want me to pull up to play or anything? Um, anything old? No, I don't. I mean, Misty, if you want. All I mean, right. If does that is that something that's I'm, dude, that's I'm play some old Deontay Visible or ah. Speak Mahogany. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can do that too. Actually, fuck it. Let's, let's pull up yeah, a little Speak real that. quick. Yeah, some Speak Mahogany. Let people know my roots. I think we already play. Which uh, which one off the last album we want me to play? I think we played uh, Fool's Gold on the podcast already before. Yeah. Yep. Um. You could. Uh, what were you about to say? You know, I just realized something. You were a part of one of my favorite shows ever. By the way, what show? The Ziggy show with the snowstorm. Oh, Neil, you were there that for that awesome. too for my that release was, party. Yeah, that awesome. show for was being hot. Be careful, be safe. I always meant to mention hot. that, and I was like, dude, that was like my favorite show that I've show ever played. Hot, probably man. not to mention that homeless guy got to live for a night. That show yeah, was fun. Yeah, <laughs> <that show, laughs> he was yeah. in there fucking partying the whole time. Oh yeah, we was just yeah, we was in there. Yeah, we was just in there. That was oh, a dope show. Actually, you know what? You know what? Which one I'm gonna play? I made an executive decision for you because you you said you always name or you call it something else. So let's play I. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a little bit of I off Speak Mahogany's last project, mine. Sometimes reap seeds sown in bloodlust, regurgitate regret, summon up the bird of field cup. Feel free to put sense, penny thought, hungry doors open in suspense. Now, George felt with money. Add a little bit of flavor to my truth. Give it to me straight, and I'll strike like a saber tooth. Believe me, there's kinetics in my poor. Optimal performance till I'm beheaded in a duel. And I'm trying to understand you Coping mechanisms, growing sandals For the pilgrimage to handle 
white words serve the purpose of the mantle. Words a peachy dish on the table, he's a sample. Dabble in the technicalities, I ramble. Armed ramble, blowing smoke just to light the candle. Stay close, do and don't to grow slope. Is an incline of masturbation, dream of growth of the common folk. Machine gun, machete on a shotgun, paint a twist. Sometimes the eyes got a slave away at this. Nice long images, gon' blink till you ever after ends in your final chapter scene. Bleed more, suddenly another dream. Drink war, even if you're on the same team. Each sword eating from the same grain. Reach for ordering the same thing. Keep poor, poor, but do the brain saying. Dog, I don't. Yeah. To this day, even just being in the studio with you and shit like that, I'm trying to figure out, like, how the fuck you find some of these cadences. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's I, so poetic I, and I don't know. It's just like how you hit it. It's just like how you like literally ride like a beat is just Yeah. If any Very, new artists are listening right now, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what to make. I'm just saying <laughs> I, as a listener, it's so I love jazz-inspired hip-hop music. It's just it's like it just a lot feels of, so fucking it, good to hear. It's like Doom and Rakim kind of put together, mm, like, almost. Because okay. Rakim was very, like, jazz-influenced and stuff. Like, for sure. Too, like, Eric B., for instance. Yep. Like, Paul the Leader and stuff like that. And Rakim <laughs> had yeah, a very, um, like, a very distinct style in the which way, in yeah. the way he rapped, right. too. And, like, he actually, I just recently, that not that you brought it up, it just popped in my head. He was just talking about um, the song Summertime by Will Smith and how when that song came out, he was pretty salty because he thought he he said he, he's like That's I right. thought it was me. Yeah, I do remember, <laughs> that. I do remember <laughs> that. Somebody played it for me. He was like, "Hold up, you know." And Will was just out there rapping like you know, rock him. <laughs> he's like, "I like heard his own car. Flow. I asked him to turn it up, and I thought it was me at first. Yeah. I was kind of pissed." But he was like, "Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that session, rock him? You remember that?" Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was like, "Now he's like, now that I've had time to think on it, though, he's like, now I realize and kind of take it as more of like an homage and how how much I would inspire." Will to rap, but like at the time, he was like, I was definitely salty at the time. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but um, anyways, trans transitioning also, over. I'll, side note on oh, that ahead. song, um, Ben and Emery. Mm-hmm. Ben played trumpet, Emery played saxophone, They're and they man. like did their little trade off horn lines on that. They just like were talking to each other while I was rapping. Yeah, it was really dope. You know, um, Ben came up with the shout in the middle. Too, you know, for that it was like ba ba da da ba da da ba ba da da ba. That part's so nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like so that was, a lot. You know, there was a lot of like like I said when we were writing together, it was just like a lot of the process was like, hey man, you got something for this? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I could figure something out. And I was like, cool. <laughs> you know, like writing horn lines it wasn't. It's not. I mean. I can do it, but it's not really my thing. Right, you know? right. I, especially for someone who plays, you know, trumpet yeah. or plays saxophone or whatever. They can write a better line than, than I can because yeah. I don't play it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. I don't play it. So Taylor said your project's really dope, by the way. We interviewed him last week on the podcast oh, nice. about, um, yeah. about Danny's project. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 was like, yeah. he was like, I just got done listening to Deontay's project. That shit is so crazy. I was yeah. like, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But kind of keeping in the vein, not not exactly the same type of music, but um, kicking it over to something new now. Um, one of my favorite musicians that I got hip to um, by being on the festival scene and going to Electric Forest every year. Um, this guy is part of the band Lettuce, um, but he also makes solo music, and his name is Nigel Hall. Um, Dude, I got to see Lettuce live when they. Uh, he was probably with. It him. was like, yeah, he definitely was with him. I think it was Mono Neon was the opener, yeah, and then yeah. not Mono Neon. Sorry, who's the band Mono Neon plays with? <laughs> Mono uh, Neon is in Ghost Note. Ghost yeah. Note, yeah. So it was Ghost Note, and yeah. Dude, that shit was great. Yeah, dude, he's he's phenomenal. Um, he makes real. Um, you know, 
kind of funky type uh, jam band music. Um, and yeah, he just put out his new project on Friday called Spiritual. Um, he kind of reminds me of Stevie Wonder a little bit sometimes mm. in the way that he like plays and sings. I know that's um, your favorite, right? Yep, that's my yeah. favorite. That is my <laughs> Call favorite. Call that shit. white boy funk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's black. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean lettuce in general. But oh, yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that is true. Um, let's see. What track should I play Any off you here? Yeah, no, I am. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am most definitely white. That I'm aware of. And you funky, right? Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. I'm gonna play. Uh, let's go with "Baby I Do Love You" with featuring uh, Patrice Russian on here. So here's a little bit of Nigel Hall. Actually, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. (laughs) I forgot about this song. This was my favorite on the album. It's called People in Search of Life. This is the one that kind of had the Stevie vibe to me a little bit. Yeah, Nigel's awesome, man. Um, he's he's definitely. All, I, I'm glad that they like because um, he used. They'd bring him out in Lettuce a lot. They'd be like introducing Nigel Hall, and he'd come out and play with him. But now he's just like a permanent man, man, band member, and <laughs> it's awesome. They do a dope ass cover of Everybody Rules the World by um, Tears for Fears. Um, but yeah, so that is one of my something news, and now I'll kick it over to you, E. Uh, so for something new. Actually, there's a couple projects I did listen to, not in quite full. Actually, there's one I listened to in full, and I really want to talk about it because I do love Rhyme Sayers Entertainment. Mm. Uh, let's go with uh, Word Side A. See, from I didn't get Atmosphere. around to listen to this. Yeah, so I'm I glad you did. To, I actually listened cool. to this in the car. You know, Atmosphere still in this bag. Fuck yeah! Uh, it was a four track EP. Shout out to Rhyme Sayers. Love them. You know, uh, oh, that's Atmosphere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, Pos was also one of my favorites on that label too. Atmosphere still got it, man. He's almost he's pushing forty still. Oh, he's still pushing fifty it. now, bro. Oh, 50, yeah. 50. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, pushing fifty. Wait, is, yeah. it, is it atmosphere or is it just slug? Atmosphere. It's atmosphere. This is a yeah. this is an atmosphere project. It's okay, a, yeah, so it's yep. a solo atmosphere project. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I liked it just straight through. It was a really easy listen to as well because I I kind of cranked this one out oh, on the shit. way. To he's the got pod. a song with evidence on here. Yeah. Ooh. Mm. Yeah, man. Evidence and um, Musha Mesa. 
Oh, sorry, Muja Messiah. Yeah. Shout out to Ryan Sayers too because they keep putting out awesome artists. I'm I've been so into that. Brother Ciroc. Ali, Ciroc is so Brother so Ali. dope, man. She's awesome. Um, we gotta play that song with uh, evidence on here because I fucking love Dilated Peoples. Um, yeah, here's Crumbs featuring Evidence from Dilated Peoples and Muja Messiah. Coolest shit I've heard on Atmosphere in a minute. Yeah, I know. I want to, but I can't. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, I heard uh, Slug and and uh, Locksmith. Oh my God, bro! I heard that shit that, too, man. That, that song is really Locksmith, man. Really he is so crazy yeah. good. Apparently, he doesn't he doesn't write down his rhymes. He just I'm, he doesn't. I'm, that's what he said. <sighs> I don't understand how that's possible. He doesn't, possible. It's he doesn't crazy. write them down. Yeah, I mean, I can understand to an extent because at some point I get to a point where, you know, I don't need to look at paper, you know, to recite them. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he doesn't even write them. With how complex his bars are, it's like crazy. Yeah. But that makes sense to me because I've seen him on Sway twice go for like fucking 12 to 14 minutes without yeah. fucking stopping. Yeah, it's, it's just like, what? It's, it's nice. <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Like, he don't, so the fact that he don't write them attributes to that, you know, him mm-hmm. freestyling and whatnot, which is, it's, it's great. He know? put out an album um, a few years back. I think it was 2018 or 17 with um producer from Detroit, Apollo Brown. Um, and that, that <sighs> album is crazy. I think it's called No yeah. Question, maybe. That shit is so good, man. I had 38. Uh uh-uh. uh. Apollo Brown. Oh man. yes, I have. Yeah. Yes, I have. I know, like, yes, I, have. I know, like the Apollo Brown and was a Joel Ortiz project. Yep. That was yep. that, that was, was awesome. Yeah. It was yep. Joel Ortiz and yep. Apollo Brown. You know, they were Mellow Music Group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, the record label, really dope record label. Yeah, they got, got Nolan <laughs> Ninja. They yeah. got Shit, uh, Ill- Ill- Um, yeah, yep. Illingsworth just had um, that big ass song on. Uh, actually, with your boy, I had a. Uh, Illingsworth is from Detroit. He's on Mellow Music Group. Um, he just produced a song on the new IDK album. That's IDK, West Side Gun, J Electronica, and mm. MF Doom. Mm. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. it's crazy. We played it last week on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, IDK is amazing. But yeah, Illingsworth, he's awesome too. Yeah, they got a lot of dope talent over there. Wasn't um before Sean P died? Wasn't he over at Mellow Music Group or was he somewhere he, uh, else? You know oh, he was what? ducked down. 
Yeah, he is ducked down. But I think he, I don't know if he actually, yeah, he's he's ducked down. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I think he might have did something, though, over at, at Mellow Music. I feel like he did, too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I feel like he did, too. Well, yeah. I know that you said that you don't listen to new music, so I've got your new album pulled up instead. Um, well, I do, actually. Okay. Okay. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. It's uh, not, you know, it's, come on now. Y'all seen Yasuke? Uh-uh. No? Oh, the uh-uh. anime? Of course uh-uh. I've seen you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Oh, wait. Right. So, is, that yeah. the, is that the Flying Lotus Flying, one? Okay. Yeah, okay. Flying okay. Lotus okay. and Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> this album. Okay. We played one of the tracks oh from it. We played God. the Thundercat track. The, yeah. The yeah. theme to this the Black show. Gold. Yep. Play This Cursed Life. Okay. Let me that's, pull that that's, up. That's one of my favorites. Is that album. under Flying Lotus's name? On yep. the Okay, let's see. He has the whole soundtrack just as his... You know, music, you okay. know, as well. But which Shout is the brain feeder. It's like, another one. The anime is 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 you know it's cool and it's a, it's definitely a triumph. But the soundtrack, yes. oh my god! I, I don't. I say because I'm glad you said that because yeah. I like the soundtrack more than I like the actual anime. Right. Like because I and I love Lakeith Stanfield, but I just yeah. I wasn't really the story didn't make it, sense it didn't. to me. It man. was like I mean it, it was all over the fucking it was, place. Yeah. Like, it really well, was. I mean I I think they did a little and. You know, I mean, they did a lot in a little bit of time. You yeah. know what I mean? And th- that's what the story was kind of like, here, here, you know, and then here, you know. I feel like <laughs> Netflix ordered, like, a one-season thing, and it was like, okay, let's get as much as you can into it. I'm like, it's I would... Six episodes, I think. Yeah. I, I, didn't finish. I still haven't finished it because, I, you know, it's not that... I gotta be in a mood. Yeah, yeah. Ex- I gotta be in a mood. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Since I got you both here, and I don't have this opportunity often, you guys are both super into anime. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking about this while you guys were talking about that. <laughs> Did you guys really enjoy Kill Bill because of the way it was kind of almost in the vein of like filmed like a Quentin Tarantino's a fucking anime? nerd. Because <laughs> <So, yeah, laughs> like I, I was just thinking about the violence in anime and like mm-hmm. the violence in Kill Bill was done very like anime style, like yeah. over the top, you yeah. know, like blood spurting. Yeah. Away Dude, no, I, I love like, Kill Bill. Like from the actual like shots of it, the music, how it was like, yeah, how it was actually like orchestrated or. Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Directed? Scored. Scored. Okay. Yeah, just oh, yeah. It was, yeah. Fucking it was just like, awesome. it was, yeah, it was a was great nice. flick. Score and actually, nice. Neil, if you, I, I'm telling you to listen to this podcast, but okay. the Dak Shepard, okay. Archer Expert. I'm going to, I, I Quentin will. Tarantino <laughs> was oh, on was like on one, it? He was oh, one shit, of, nice. They had him and Obama the same week, which what? is crazy. <laughs> 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 yes, yes. But no, man. Yeah, I listened to Quentin Tarantino. I listened, yeah, I listened to Obama one too, but I listened to Quentin Tarantino one, and they were talking about like how he, like with, uh, I think it was they were talking about Reservoir Dogs and they were talking about mm. Reservoir Dogs and what was the other one mm. uh, with Samuel Jackson and Tom De- John Travolta. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, they were talking oh. about those two. Mm. So Reservoir Dogs was his first movie, period. And they were talking about at least how it was shot and just how cool of it and how it became like a cult classic. Like it did really well, like yeah. like sales wise, but. Nobody thought that he was gonna top the success of Reservoir Dogs, and then he put out Pulp Fiction. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's crazy. And, so and, it, think, and it was I'm, talking about like how he just like the blood and stuff like that, right. like the gore in the movies and stuff like that. He talks about that. I'm fairly but. certain Reservoir Dogs was one of the first movies he came out of film school with, too. Like, yeah, it was like, was, like, was like super low budget. Like you know, 2021 20, like, or something like that. Maybe like in two scenes in the whole movie, it was like the diner scene, and then like in that warehouse where they're like shot up. Basically, it was like the whole fucking movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. I, I, that that scene, I, I just brought that up because that scene where um, I love fucking Kill Bill when Uma Thurman fights the crazy 88s, yeah. like that scene oh, yeah. is one of my favorite movie. No, scenes Coco of all time. is still probably one of my favorite movie villains. Yeah. To be honest with Fuck you, yeah. like the yeah. one girl with the mace yep. that was just whipping that bitch around. Yeah, she's awesome. <laughs> um, but wait, all right, so back to Zach, or what was it called? Again? Yeah. 
Um, Yakuza? Yakuza? Is that uh, what you uh, said? Uh, Yasuke? Yasuke. 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 Yes, All right. Yasuke album. Final right. notice. The song is This Cursed Life. This Cursed Life. This Cursed Life. We went to a whole tangent uh, there, guys. <laughs> That's been the kind of the theme of the episode. The episodes. <laughs> this is an ongoing thing. All right. So without further ado, here is Flying Lotus, This Cursed Life. So to say, I don't know if it was even a request because mm-hmm. like, he he posted on his social media. And he was like, I could hear raps over this, and everybody was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> you know, say like say less. Come yeah. on, man, what you mean? <laughs> like, and I did. I started writing to it uh, as well because I was just so inspired by the by the anime, the the music, all of it. You know, uh, it was uh, your screams was the song, and he said yeah, I could hear raps over this, and I I started writing to it, and I was. I don't know. I may just like put out a, like a little, you know, a little demo or you whatever. Drop that on the SoundCloud, yeah, or something yeah, like that. exactly. That's what I was thinking. You know, you just know? put it on the SoundCloud, whatever. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. He might not, you know, pick it up, but I just I like it. You know, yeah. I love I love when rappers <laughs> remix songs, especially when they're kind of unassuming. Like just recently, they've only had it on Hot ninety seven. I listen to Ebro in the morning every day, which is Hot ninety seven's morning show, and. uh Rosenberg has like a pretty good relationship with the Wu Tang guys, and he's like, "Yo, you guys got to hear this shit." And they're like, "What?" He's like, "Ghostface called me last night, and he <laughs> remixed that Anderson Pack Bruno Mars Silk Sonic song, and he oh. he did his own version of it." And I'm like, "Man, that's so that's so fitting for Ghostface Killer because if you know anything about Ghostface, he doesn't listen to rap music at all. Like he says, he despises listening to it. He only listens to R and B music. Mm. <laughs> um, so I thought that was pretty cool. You hear a lot no of Ghostface idea. over like R and B shit." But anyways, going into my next um, something new. Actually, the only other one I'm going to really talk about, because I did listen to two that I thought were just okay. I didn't care much for John Mayer's Sob Rock. It was just kind of gimmicky. Like I It felt like he was it doing... Uh, it had definitely like high points in it, and there was a lot of cool guitar work in it. But it almost felt like he was trying to make this like 80s album like it was almost like too derivative of like the 80s style like it like the first song like sounds like it's straight out of like sounds like that africa song by toto (laughs) straight up it's it's definitely that kind of vibe so i'm like eh, i don't know why these guys singing about africa in the first place (laughs) 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 but um yeah so that one i didn't care for and i don't want to shit on it because rest in peace pop smoke but i didn't love faith i thought it was Okay, there I was definitely some high points. Started on it. it, didn't finish it. I, I, I stopped at the uh, the Rick Ross track. 
The, I, that's my favorite track okay. on there. The Rick Ross and the Dream track is really cool on there. And it definitely has some high points, but as far as an album goes, I'm it felt like they just did the typical shit that they do when someone we'll dies. Post-mortis albums. Pull, just, like, every yeah. big name that you possibly can find, big name producer, big name feature, and put them on every fucking Yeah, song. I don't like that. Like, yeah. it's just like him and Dua Lipa, I don't see together, like, in real life. I, surprisingly, I didn't mind that song. Does I actually it? thought that All was right. kind of one of the high All points on it? the album. Honestly, right. it was pretty good. I, I didn't hear the Kid Cudi track, and I'm kind of pissed at myself okay. for that. The, it's also very hard for me, and I'm not trying to sound like an old asshole these days, but, like, it's hard <laughs> for me to listen to him rapping about robbing and killing people and gun violence and all that shit knowing that that's how he went out like Mm. that that's it kind of weighs on me as a listener Mm. a little bit (laughs) but um i mean i I hope the numbers do good for it though because obviously i want pop's family to do well and everything and eat off and one of the things too like with post-mortis albums because i just really hope that his family eats off of this album yeah for sure like i didn't Mm. like i don't know what his royalty situation was like or anything like that or his splits but hopefully, you know, the family gets that. Because I know, like, say, for instance, like, Nipsey, like, his family right. owns, get, gets yeah. all his, like, royalties and the, all his kickbacks and stuff That was like the that. other thing on my mind, though, heavy, too. I, I'm like, I can't blame him for having this kind of lyrical content. The kid was 20 when he died. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he was a fucking child still. So, like, yeah. he didn't even have room to grow. Like, when your first album comes out after you already passed away, you know what I mean? What, what are you going to do after that? So, And I'm thinking about people like Juice World, which I think is still dealing with. His family, his estate is still dealing with issues on that. Yeah. Because I know Sting still owns Lucid Dreams, like the majority I, of it. Stephen so. Vicker, is that his uh, the, the um, his manager or whatever? Was Juice for, World? Uh, no, that's Pop Smokes. Never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to th- the guy that does Juice World like, has done really well with his business side of things. Like He's definitely like made a lot of money for his family and everything, that's so good. that's pretty cool. I'm glad to hear they that. They were just talking about that on Hot the other day, so well, that's cool. I'm going to switch genres real um, quick. I, did, I didn't even get to it yet. That was, those are the two that I didn't um, that I didn't really want to like, get into that much because I didn't like them that much. The last final new one that I have for you here is Umphreys McGee's new album. Um, it's called You Walked Up Shaking Your Boots and Stood Tall and Left. Um, if you're unfamiliar with Umphreys McGee, they're kind of in the jam band field, only they're a little bit on the heavier side, like the more like, like, not metal, but like definitely a lot of hard hitting grungy guitar solos and shit like that. And this new album is my favorite thing they put out in a minute. It's all instrumental, so they didn't put no singing on it, which is kind of always been my like disdain with Umphreys a little bit because Brendan Bayless doesn't have the greatest singing voice. So <laughs> it's kind of nice that they just did no uh, singing at all on here. So. Let's see. This song is actually kind of funny, and the song title's funny, so I'm going to play that one. It's called Nipple Tricks. <laughs> so here's, here's a little bit of Nipple Tricks by Umphreys McGee. They're very much in the progressive field. Um, Probably students of King Crimson, you know, all the tracks build up like this. Their fucking live show is the best. Ooh. 
guitar player Jake. I want to. I could rock this whole shit out right now. But uh, their guitar player Jake Sittinger. He's actually from Michigan. Uh, is one of the most bad motherfuckers alive, bro. He's he's so good. Going to a Humphreys McGee concert is a goddamn experience. I am fairly certain I've left my body at an Humphreys McGee concert. <laughs> yeah, a little out of body experience, <laughs> oh, straight man. up. Little, go to the Astros real plane. It'll be like he, he plays guitar so fast live that like. It feels like it almost feels like he's starting to levitate. <laughs> You're like, how is he doing this? Like, this Yo. is insane. Um, yeah. So shout out to Umphreys. They're great, and I can't wait till they start touring again. <laughs> That's what I call it when somebody plays like music so well on stage. I just call it levitating. It is straight up, yeah. man. It's like <laughs> it's like it's crazy. Like, cause you just be like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a, every an band member is so fun to watch, dude. Like their drummer Chris Myers is fucking bad as hell too. Like he's great. Um, yeah, so that's my something news. Um, back over to you, fellas. E, I got one I'm gonna talk about because we you kind of touched on the pot smoke album. I didn't get a chance to finish it. I was I thought it would be video good video game music, and it wasn't for me. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I'm probably gonna try it in the gym and see how that works out for me. Uh, I did, however, listen to because we were talking about summertime by Will Smith. <laughs> I did listen to his offspring, not Jaden this time. Oh, uh, Willow! Willow! Okay, well, yeah. Lately, okay. I feel everything by Willow came okay. out. Okay, okay. Uh, it's it. very pop. It's a it's it's strict like pop punk like punk. Eh, it's like teetering on a punk rock thing, but it's more like pop. Yeah, I guess the pop okay. punk would be like the, where I would classify pop it. Punk. It's her. really interesting because I know she did that uh, cover of her mom's band of uh, Jada Pickett's band. Well, what the fuck was the name of them? I forgot. Wow. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, I know you're talking. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, that was incredible. No, dude. That Willow was incredible. Smith got some heat on this, man. Yeah, that was incredible. Like her, she got her Travis Barker her, on here yeah, twice. Twice, yeah. Mm. Like I think he might have had three times. Tierra Wax on here too. Yes, I know that's the track <laughs> I was gonna play. Yeah, Travis Barker's on there three times. Cherry Glazer. <laughs> Avril, yeah, Avril Lavigne and Travis Barker on the track. You know she's still doing shows. Yeah, Avril Lavigne. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I seen her. In the, uh, Detroit. I didn't like. Is she still married to Chad Kruger? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I, seen, <laughs> I seen the banner. I was like, wow. I can't believe she's still doing. That's like shows. one of those people like Aaron Carter. I just don't picture touring. And you know, <laughs> and you know everybody does. at the no, show. No, Aaron Carter was does tour. Like, he does. Yeah, he does tour. They were like, they were like wearing like you know checkered shirts and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just did like a. It was just like Still the anniversary too. of Skater Boy or something like that. With Tony Hawk, she did came like a little video of Tony Hawk. Yeah, it was cool. All right. But I, I digress. Okay. Talking about Avril. Willow put out a great. We <laughs> keep true. doing this. Willow sorry, sorry. put out a great album. Eric is getting very pissed off at us, as I can tell. I see the energy through we're, the computer. We're almost done, dog. But yes. <laughs> but no, Willow Smith put out a great project. This is actually what I switched from the pot smoke to listen to. Uh-huh. Uh, it's very vibey, like very like just. Ang- I would say teen angsty almost in a way, but um, it's, it's dope. I like it a lot. The, the, uh, the album cover kind of reminds me of like a Disturbed album cover from back in does, the day. It does, doesn't it? You can't see yeah. it because mean, it's got like that animated right now, but it looks like... We're, uh, we are definitely about to run that T.R. Wack track out, and I <laughs> am so excited, by the way, when she puts out a project, but... I thought, didn't you say she no. was supposed to have one out? No. So what it was is it's called Big Fem Energy. I didn't listen to it yet. Lindsay said it was amazing. Shout out to Lindsay, who's in the growl right now. Uh, it's really solid, apparently. But it's all like a all like a black like female artist like collab album. So Rhapsody's on it, Tear oh, Wax sick. on Whoa. it, and just like a bunch okay. of like love different people. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's Let's solid. See. All right, let's play extra with Willow and Tierra Wack. Here is a little bit of that I from have her. Every intention of having a full review on Big Fem Energy next week, guys. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, so here's a little extra off Willow's project lately. I feel everything. switch back and forth like and you don't know it's them that's how you know it's a good like back and forth like record when also we switch back and you don't know it's the same artist i just want to yeah. shout out willow just for trying something different too like we were just yeah. talking about how much we were we were super did you see what happened with the t-pain thing recently so he's at a uh, i seen that you saw the clip or whatever where i mean where usher like no not okay. that okay so this <laughs> is I, I never watched so, that so oh, yeah, I, I like, uh, that. so okay. t-pain will stream on twitch a lot and like he'll have like musicians send him in music he'll rate their music talk about it or whatever and he just had just had enough the other day and he went oh. off he was like make something fucking different mm. he's like everybody's making the same shit he's like dub baby's already making this little baby's like there's literally two motherfuckers named baby are you doing this shit <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I mean that's real, man. Yeah. That's real. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, um, we are entering a new decade, and you know, yep. every decade brings new music. Yep. So I'm not exactly sure where we are with this one, mm-hmm. this decade. Yeah, yep. I don't <laughs> but, either. I, li- I like, we're... I definitely like the R&B side things a lot. I do too. Like, I do like, wh- I do right like where R&B is at right now. Mm. R&B is in a great place because you have both. Um, you have like two different genres of R&B right now. You've got like the traditional style where it's like singing ass singers and then you got shit yeah. that's like more production driven and uh you know like kind of trippy with like good vocals but not like belt out of the park vocals more like mm-hmm. janae you know and um shit like what we had, we played Spacey. one last night um Mariah the scientist we Mariah, played that last yeah. night yeah snow or i guess would be in that snow is in the yeah. traditional shit because she can fucking sing yeah <laughs> you know maybe um because if you look at like the '60s, '70s, '80s, and then '90s, like it was just always like 
progressively getting faster. Mm-hmm. Like, that's yeah. what that's what the thing was. Was yep. like the tempo has to change. Yep. The tempo has to get faster. Yep. People have to feel this in their souls. You know, <laughs> drugs also happen yeah. too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking, yeah, drugs. It's like it, it you can hear Indeed. the switch. The switch from like. <laughs> The 50s, 60 era of pop music to mm-hmm. the 60s, 70s, especially in artists like The Temptations and shit. It was like very doo-wop-y when they first came out and like all like the synchronized dance moves. Mm-hmm. Then the 70s hit and they started making shit that was definitely about drugs <laughs> and shit that was more like experimental and funky and, yeah. you know. So, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, I, I love watching the I like listening to Rory and... Yeah, so, I was listening was, to Rory and Maul's podcast. This was a couple weeks ago, and they were talking about like the weekend, for instance, and like R and B. Like this man is literally talking about like I like I have no money. My girl left me. Like I'm depressed. <laughs> like I might kill myself. Mm. And we are literally having missionary sex to his vocals. <laughs> <laughs> Staring into their eyes, you know. <laughs> Just <laughs> all right. So before Eric kills us, let's probably run this thing out. And I want to finish it by playing one of the tracks off Deontay's new project. We played verses two weeks ago. Um, mm-hmm. so I'll let you pick which one you want to play next, but before so, if you want to plug any social medias or anything you want to do before uh, um, we sign off, I mean, I do want to give a shout out to uh Lindsay for you know, Eman's Eman's lady mm-hmm. showing huge support, mm-hmm. huge, support. you know, you, 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 you can come in if you want, by the <laughs> way, you're yeah, out there, we see you, it's super, it's super appreciated. It's not, it doesn't go unseen, I'll tell you that right now, it does not go unseen. When someone you know supports you and mm-hmm. you know shows you that they support you, mm-hmm. I, you know, I love that. I love that. If you support me, show me. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Hell you know yeah, <laughs> I, I really don't, and I love it. I don't care. I don't care if you feel like you're gonna annoy me. Annoy me. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> yeah, saying? For sure, I agree. Because <laughs> I love it. And um um, I mean I don't know, bro. You know, Deontay Visible on social media, Black Ram, Black Ram Treehouse, my boy uh, Evan Haywood. From uh, Tree City, I don't know if y'all know him. Uh uh-uh. uh From Tree, y'all know Tree City? I've mm-hmm. heard of it. Yeah. Okay. They're that is sounds familiar. From yeah. Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Classic, classic group. You know, um, they used to, yeah, they used to rock when I was in high school. Okay. Yeah, Evan. You know, nah. I just I go re- at Black Ram Treehouse. I go record there. Oh nice. You know, really dope. Really dope spot. Really dope oh, yeah. spot. But yeah, yeah. Deontay Visible, social media, whatever. We are. We, we find got you, me. Bro. Just to piggyback <laughs> off what he said, man, do reach out to the artists you love. I've developed a lot of cool relationships with people over social media just yeah. by fucking shared mutual love of music you know, and, you know, interest. So it's not a it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to whoever, you know what I'm saying? If you want to reach out to, to Obama. You can. You probably Bro, I've, response, from, but <laughs> I've had I've had small conversations with people that I fucking idolize yeah. on social media before. Yeah, so like people oh, are like, accessible. Oh, oh, you know? oh they, real they quick. Can we talk yeah. about how a certain famed Detroit rapper made me late for a movie? <laughs> yeah. Give me real quick. Can we close it out with this story? <laughs> this is pretty funny. Right before before we play this song, E Man's got a funny story for us. All right, and then I want to uh, game six coming up. Uh, Bucks seem like they have this on lock. I'm really still hoping for Phoenix. So Colby. Lindsay, you actually, you do you want to hop in this? Do you want to hop in the story? No? <laughs> yes? Okay, we're live. We can't do that. All right, so, <laughs> so uh, I want you to imagine the Royal Oak, right? Minding my own business, you know. Lindsay and I are going to go see Black Widow. I'm like, cool. We walk in. I bought my tickets ahead of time because a lot of times I like to dodge lines. It's a Wednesday afternoon, so I feel like it should be safe. But we still buy the tickets ahead of time, right? Because that's usually how... 
It's supposed to go. You don't want to deal with the lines. You just want to get your snacks and go. That's usually how it's supposed to go, right? <laughs> Not this day. <laughs> so on this particular day, I walk in. We walk in, right? Look to my right. Boom. The fucking automatic ticket machine is down. Mm. Like the little machine where you just like put in the code and print, down. Yeah. All of them. I'm like, okay, great. Look to my left. Boom. Nobody's at the ticket counter. <laughs> that leads us to believe that we have to go to the concession stands <laughs> to go get our tickets. I'm like, all right, it's not ideal start, but we can still rally. We still got like five minutes to go for this movie. We get there, and we notice the staff is looking a little light, and they're looking a little bit busy. I'm trying to figure out what's going on there. I look around. On the left side of me and on the right side of me, there's two people different occupying from the same party. <laughs> Fucking Icewear Vezo is stopping me from watching my movie right now. <laughs> and shout out to him. Rich Off Pints is dope. And I actually really like that project a lot. But He's got that fire song with Courtney Bell, too. Yes, yes, he does. Uh, I'm so I'm just in the back of my head. I was like, why is this dude preventing me from watching my movie right now? And like, I want to just walk in. I just want to go. Like, man. Iced he's out. Like, t- he was iced out. And he looked, oh, he looked great. Like, yes. He has some dope ass yellow sneakers on. Look great. Like, it looks fine. Just got hanging. Enough. Just chilling. Yeah. You know? It's just my only issue right now is I am trying to watch Black Widow with my significant other right now. And it's not happening on a timely manner. <laughs> So he's ordering like $150 like worth of like snacks and shit like that, which I imagine is like four entrees. Let me get one of Anyway, so they dispersed. Like, no, I think they're still going on, but somebody's still handling us. But they took a, like they're on one side of the register now, not both. We get there. Hey, we could have walked in the whole time. Ice World Vessel made me late. Ice World Vessel made me late to my movie. Still, still got love for him though. <laughs> Shout Project Ice was World. dope. Definitely one of the front runners in the Detroit rap scene, especially how mm. Detroit ra- like style is becoming popular now. Oh, he yeah. definitely was like one of the main people in that, mm-hmm. and I definitely want to give him his flowers on that. He's so, got about yeah. a house payment around his neck at all times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, without further ado. Here is Coping Mechanisms off of Deontay Visible's latest project with Shinsky called Canvas to Canvas. Um, Yeah, so here's a little bit of that, and we will catch you next week. All right, y'all. Peace. Peace, peace, peace. With a flesh wound Here in the guest room Guest moves chest Picking out your best move Never plateau when scattering the range Garbage in the trash They collecting what you can Polarized visuals Is picking up your mans Like candlelight vigils When the hourglasses ran Hoping that he died Just to have his life expand Cause the dead never lie When they're acting out their plan Dreaded in the thought Cause the homie was a devil Shuffling on earth Now earth brought the shovel Trapped in a vice And advice was to stop that Couldn't blame his days The way he'd infinitely invite that Strangle of a struggle and the pain is from the climate. Yo, yo, planet constantly in combat. Dismiss a life like the chapter hit the final climax. Scroping longevity while we asking where the bombs at. Funny when it's history, you tell them how you made it. Simulated misery, manipulate the basics. But well, what? Coping mechanisms. Coping mechanisms. Yeah. Well, well, what do we have here? Yo, coping mechanisms 
it's just the coping mechanism. Ever since dawn, I wanna move another chapter. Dinosaurs spawn in apocalyptic manner. Yo, human mammals need to cope. Created in God's image, but what about the rest? Invested in the process, tried all the drugs. The highest form of love is addressed to my salvation. Great nation where the people are hysterical. Juggling the parts that remain close caught. Everyone's a variable. Shout out to my boy Maribel. Writing out the script, calling the simulation terrible. Some folks stay lost. Talk about the greatness when greatness never was. It's amazing how astray we've come. Focus on your going numb. Weaponism, holding gun, coping mechanisms. Well, well. It's just the coping mechanisms. He's got a gun. Coping mechanisms. She shoots drugs. Coping mechanisms.